MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is the third day of November, a Friday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia's 30th Street Station was brought to a standstill for hours Thursday as a massive demonstration took over the transportation terminal by activists opposed to the fighting between Israel and Hamas. About 300 faith leaders and protesters with Jewish Voice for Peace, the Philly-Palestine Coalition, and If Not Now, rallied inside the station demanding a ceasefire in Gaza. Hundreds gathered inside and outside of 30th Street Station around 7 a.m., some protesters started blocking train entrances. Amtrak and Philadelphia police arrested several individuals who refused to move. Police say they received a code violation and were released. Uh, police and city officials monitored the demonstration due to similar protests in other large cities, including the nation's capital. Thousands of people gathered in Washington, D.C. on October 18th. <clears throat> the group was connected with the Jewish Voice for Peace. As many as 300 were arrested inside the U.S. Capitol. Less than a week ago, hundreds more were arrested inside New York's Grand Central Station. Uh, officials in Gaza say the death toll there is now topped at 9,000 as Israel continues its military operation following the deadly October 7th terror attack that left 1,400 Israelis dead. A fire broke out for the second time this week at an abandoned factory in Reading. A two-alarm blaze broke out at 8.30 Thursday night at the warehouse, uh, which is located in the 600, 600 block of 9th Street. Officials say it's the same building that caught fire just days earlier on Tuesday. Mm. According to the fire marshal, the warehouse is no longer operational, but it still contains flammable items. Heavy flames were showing from the third floor when crews arrived on the scene Thursday. There was a brief shelter-in-place order for neighbors, but that was lifted around midnight. No injuries have been reported, and the cause of the fire is still under investigation. It's almost time for clocks to fall back one hour. This Sunday, November 5th, daylight saving time ends. On the second Sunday of March at 2 a.m., clocks in most of the United States and many other countries move forward one hour and stay there for nearly eight months in what is called daylight saving time. So on average, when this happens, do you feel... Do you feel more rested? Do you feel? Do I do. You, do you notice that? Hour? Yeah, I wow. do. This is the one time, and I know it. It kind of sucks because of what it does with the the daytime and all right, that. Right, right, but, right. but I do. When we return to work on Monday you next feel- week, it gives me just a slight bit of a break for a day or two. I was and wondering. Yeah, it's kind of nice. And then the other way around, when we lose the hour, um, it's kind of okay because we get those later days, yeah. those longer days, and it's you know I, I don't I don't mind it. I think on that end, and Doctor Mike has said this that there are there. Are are physical problems with the uh, falling falling. Yeah, there's been studies that have done. I have a little bit of information. Yeah, I'm not that. quite sure, yeah. Uh, on the first Sunday of November at 2 a.m., clocks fall back an hour to standard time. Time The current March to November system uh, that the United States follows began in 2007, but the concept of savings uh, saving daylight is much older. Daylight saving time has its roots in train schedules, but it was put into practice in Europe and the United States to save fuel and power during World War I, according to the U.S. Department of Transportation. Uh, the U.S. kept daylight saving time 
time permanent during most of World War II. During the energy crisis of the 1970s, they tried permanent daylight saving time again. The idea again was to conserve fuel. It was a popular move at the time when President Richard Nixon signed the law in January of 1974. But by the end of the month, Florida's governor had called for the law's repeal after eight school children were hit by cars in the dark. Schools across the country delayed start times until the sun came up. By summer, public approval had plummeted, and in early October, Congress voted to switch back to standard time. In the United States, states are not required by law to fall back or spring forward. Hawaii, most of Arizona, and some territories in the Pacific and Caribbean do not observe daylight saving time. In March of 2022, the U.S. Senate passed legislation to make daylight saving time permanent. The bill passed by unanimous consent. It would need to pass the House of Representatives and then be signed by the president uh, to become a law. House this, makers- this in the metric system will happen at the same time. Well, it said House makers failed to vote on the bill in 2022. Right, right. Uh, however, on March 2nd, a dozen senators forming a bipartisan group reintroduced the legislation that would end clock switching in favor of permanent daylight saving time. Now, studies over the last 25 years have shown that one hour change does disrupt body rhythm- rhythms tuned to Earth's ro- rotation, uh, adding fuel to the debate over whether having daylight saving time in any form is a good idea. Now, we're forgetting the most important part, though, is if you happen to be at a bar on Saturday yes. night, it's an uh, extra hour getting hammered, right. getting ripped up and lit. Why, no, is that, like, why isn't that more of a holiday no, no. for... No, it's not, actually. It's not. What? That's what I'm saying. Why isn't oh. it no, why isn't it more of a holiday? Well, it doesn't actually stay open. They don't actually stay open another hour. Some of the bars I were at news to. Well, yeah. I haven't been at a bar at 3 o'clock in the morning in ages, but... Yeah, I, you're, at, because it, you're wrong. Because it happens at 2. Yeah. yeah, and then it becomes one, and o'clock. then it becomes one. Yeah. You are wrong, and then you get another I, hour no, till the sun It bars never two. actually becomes two. O'clock. I did when I um, uh, when I would do uh, these nightclub appearances on Saturday nights. We would stay. We'd be out an It'd extra be an additional hour, hour really. Yeah. 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 So, so the so, not anybody I know does. Huh. It. It's, it's okay. I know this was well, you, twenty. Yeah. Five twenty-seven years ago, or whatever. But yeah, maybe they don't do it now. But they did back in my day. Toots. Yeah, <laughs> not my day, sweetheart. Uh, no, it, it happened in my day, and you and I are pretty close in age. You're, it, you're wrong, Kath. I'm it, not wrong. You at, are. at Westchester. It, it never happened because we always complained about it. The, the bars did not never stayed open, and then when we went to Maniunkin and Conshohocken, the, the bars never stayed open. Maybe where you went, I'm just saying. No, no, Delco was. You know, we're trash. So <laughs> any reason we'd stay. Open I mean, at least you finally admitted it. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, but it never actually becomes two o'clock, Kathy. When the clock. Well, I know for right. fact yeah, it does. All my clocks have two. O'clock on it. Yeah, but never mind. I'm done. Okay. It's sports this morning. Sixers beat the Toronto Raptors 114 to 99 last night at the center. Joel Embiid scored 28 points and had 13 rebounds and seven assists, leading the Sixers to their first win since trading James Harden. Kelly Oubre Jr. and Tobias Harris each scored 23 points, and Tyrese Maxey added 18. Furkan Korkmaz, a forgotten Sixer in last year's postseason, stretched the lead with a dunk off a turnover and a three-pointer that got the crowd excited. He had 10 points, and the Sixers named him player of the game. The Sixers are at home again tomorrow night and will host the Phoenix Suns. 
tip-off is at 1 o'clock. The Flyers, who lost to the Sabres on Wednesday in South Philly, will play them again tonight in Buffalo. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. In Thursday night football, the Steelers beat the Tennessee Titans 20-16 to last night in Pittsburgh. And the 7-1 Eagles continue to prepare for Sunday's matchup against their division rivals, the Dallas Cowboys, for a 5-2 kickoff at the link on Sunday is at 425. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kat. So the end of the week, work week has arrived. All glorious. Uh, happy about that because we are going to give away a word of the week prize. We have four tickets to the sold out tool show at the Wells Fargo Center. And that will be November 16th. We'll be right next door at the Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, so hopefully you'll be one of those tickets and popping by and saying hello to us as you're headed over to the program. So listen at the end of the show. We'll have your chance to win those tickets. We also have comedian Ted Alexandro who's stopping by. He's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club throughout the weekend. So we'll say hello to Ted around nine-ish. And uh, we're also going to give some stuff away this morning. We have, uh, we're going to do the connoisseur and we uh, now have turned that into a contest segment. So we got a bunch of prizes to give away. Yes. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll start by giving away something in the entertainment report. Super question is on the way. Stay with us. We'll be right back. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop In and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to give away as a stupid question prize pair of tickets to see our friend Tom Papa, who's going to be in town at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. That will be on a Friday night, February 16th. You have to answer this question correctly. We definitely know this one. Which country produces the popular treat called Tim Tam? Oh, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. And we know where you can get them around here, too. Absolutely, and we're not telling you where. Which country produces a popular treat, Tim Tam's call, if you know the answer. I will mention some birthdays while we await that phone call today being the third day of November. And we'll start with the very lovely Kate Capshaw, who is married to Steven Spielberg. They They, met on uh, Temple of Doom. That's right, yeah. And uh, she's in that beginning song sequence, and she plays the femme, uh, the female lead in that. Some people give her crap because she's not as resourceful as other... You know, like Nancy Allen was, and uh, she was meant to be that yeah, way. She's meant that, to be that way. That character. Uh, uh, you and I remember from the movie Dreamscape. Preston. Yes, there's I, a, there's a wonderful little seduct, 
Well, actually, it, when you stop and think about it, it's probably sexual assault. It's pretty invasive. <laughs> oh, uh, oh but it's in the world of dreams. It's in the world of dreams. Um, yeah, that, that's a that's a guilty pleasure movie it, yeah, of mine. I, I really enjoyed it when it came out. Her and uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah, and the dude from the Warriors. Uh, so she turns 70 years old today, so it's a biggie birthday for her. Steve, another milestone birthday for someone who you have a close relationship with because of a pair of footy pajamas. Oh. Oh. It's Michael Dukakis. Michael Dukakis. Today. I still have him. Yeah, I still K- have him. Casey bought a pair of footy pajamas with a picture of Michael Dukakis on it for Steve. I will break them out. Yeah. Uh, I actually break them out on the holidays. So Michael Dukakis has become a holiday tradition wow. in my house. And it's a 90th birthday for him today. Case, one day I'm going to give you Olympia Dukakis footy pajamas. Oh, my God. His really? sister. Yeah. I No. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. How about that? Yep. Uh, Larry Holmes, former heavyweight boxing champion. We had Mr. Holmes in here one time, I believe, didn't oh, we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Dukakis' cousin. you, Larry. Uh, Larry Holmes is he's from the Lehigh Valley. Yeah. Uh, Easton. Easton? Yeah, I think it's like the Easton Destroyer. It, like His nickname when he was coming up was uh, had to do with the city. He was a super nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Terrific. Great boxer, too. It turns uh, 74 years old today. Uh, it's Dennis Miller's hey, birthday. Uh, excuse me, Holmes. Sorry. That's okay. Don't worry uh, about For it. Dennis Miller. Uh, Dennis Miller, uh, comedian, talk show host. One uh, of my favorites. He turns uh, 70 today. And one of my favorites, though, actually, is Dana Carvey doing his Dennis <laughs> Miller impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just fifth. Yep, yeah, babe. Yep, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I went to see Dennis Miller and and a, a mutual friend. It was actually our friend Gene Beretta. Um, we we went backstage and I was hanging out with Dennis Miller. Could not have been a nicer guy. Oh yeah. Actually, he tried to help me early on. He didn't know he was trying to help me, but early on in my career, trying to get a writing package into uh, SNL. So I, good dude. He was a celebrity sighting in uh, a trip I took to Los Angeles a uh, long, long, long time ago. I was like um, twenty years old, and uh, we were in a cab. And uh, or no, we were in my sister's car, and a cab pulled up next to us, and Dennis Miller was in the back seat, and we're like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god. And he was he was lit. He was definitely drunk because uh, it was it was a weekend. Yeah, he was sure. out. It was yeah, late, yeah. and he looked over, and we're like pointing at him, and kind of smiled and nodded and waved <laughs> like that. So that was my exposure to Dennis Miller. Uh, he's seventy years old today. Dolph Lundgren ah. celebrates his birthday today. He had a health scare. He is currently dealing with a health issue. He's doing better. He just got married. Uh, I think he has. Is it a blood cancer that he has? I'm not sure. I, it is a type of cancer, but I'm not really sure. So. CGI rendered uh, uh, this Old Spice commercial. I love them. Uh, yeah, they yeah. kind of weird me out a little bit. Well, they're un- they're un- uncanny valley. They're supposed to be that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the amount of sweat that pours out of his armpits in those commercials yeah. is uh, it's disgusting. I'm sure that's not inaccurate. Uh, else, I loved him in the Aquaman too. He's uh, I love that he has fun with being Dolph Lundgren. So he turns uh, 66 years old he today. Has kidney cancer. Kidney, oh, kidney cancer. cancer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's Kathy Kinney, not Kidney's birthday I today. Uh, yeah, she was Mimi on the Drew Carey show with the really big, you know, eye makeup and she, everything. She worked that role. Didn't yep. do much outside of that. No, she's uh, 69 today. Uh, Steve the singer Lulu. Yeah, love her. Brought us the hit To Sir With Love. Which is one of my <laughs> favorite movies. Who's it, Lulu? Is celebrating her 75th birthday today. She also sang the theme for The Man with the Golden Gun, the James Bond. Okay. 
Very good. Uh, Adam Ant has his birthday today. Lead singer of Adam and the Ants and then had a solo hit uh, with Goody Two Shoes. But there's some uh, Adam and the Ants songs that I like. I like Stand and Deliver. Yes. Uh, I like uh, Ant Music. And they they used a lot of uh, really cool percussion, like marching snares and things like that, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. I always thought I had a cousin who was just a few years older than me. And every time we would go to her house, remember she had an Adam Ant poster in her room. And I was like, she is so cool. You know? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. poster. Well, and like, music. Yeah. yeah. My bedroom, I had like... Uh, Rob uh, Lopez. Like a macrame, like, you know, the <laughs> Sesame Street characters. And I go over there and she's got like... This badass. I I dug his uh, the white stripe of makeup yes, across yeah. under his yeah. eyes, across his nose. I thought that was a really cool looking, you know, eighties alt thing right. that he had going on. I saw him put on a show at a micro brew on Long Island, yeah. micro brewery. Yeah, I can that see was that. The, but I think now. You know, on those shows where they, they put two or three of these acts together. Yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, I'm uh, sure he could yeah. do really well. And is yeah. probably doing really well. Uh, Adam Ant is uh, 69 years old today. It's Kendall Jenner's oh. birthday. Kendall is 28. Uh, she is the youngest of the I, No, I think Kylie is. Kylie, Kylie I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. Kyler. I'm I get not a, sure. I get a mix. She's, she's the dumbest. Is she? No, I don't oh, know. What is? What does she have? They all have products. What is? She's her? a mom. She's actually the most um, earning model. Her, her she's main the thing mo- is she okay. is the model. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think she has any. She doesn't have. No, a she doesn't. Line. She has. Um, actually, she has a uh, line of chainsaws. She launched okay. a brand of tequila called Eight One Eight. That's my girl. In twenty twenty one, and uh, also a brand uh, ambassador. I don't know. Brand ambassador for Estee Lauder. By the way, uh, Captain Caitlin, where are you right now? Currently in the universe? Are I'm you... just off the. I'm just off your rainness. <laughs> ah, yeah, and I love it. Right on the edge of your anus. I'm, I'm, I'm going around the rim of your anus. <laughs> All right, Kendall Jenner is uh, 28 years old, and I saved the best one for last. God damn it. It's Burt Kreischer's birthday today. Birdie boy turns 51 years old today. I'm going to text him now. I don't care that it's 340 in the morning where he's at. He's probably awake. Is he still on that cruise? He was um, doing a cruise this week. Yeah, I, I don't know. So if you get a chance, honestly, check out the movie The Machine. Case was the first to it and yeah. recommended it. It is <laughs> it is a solid movie. And if you want to talk about a guy who has worked his career. Oh, my God. Who has yeah. invested more no. hard work into his career than Burke Kreischer? The amount of hours that he puts in in um, in, in just being public with, with all the things that he does via social media, doing shows, uh, uh, doing interviews. I mean, he is he on the go constantly. He earns it. Every penny that he makes. I love the conversation we were having with him recently. Press where he goes, "Hey, who? I call you. Yeah, <clears throat> Amy Schumer call you guys anymore?" Uh-huh. <laughs> and he started rattling yeah. off all these things. No. He's like, Look at I, me. Call I got you. a movie out. I have a movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm still calling you guys. <laughs> And I, I like to believe that Bert will always call us. There, there, there comes a time when some people's uh, career gets really, really big, and then yeah. we kind of don't see them anymore. There are a few that hang on yeah. even when they hit the heights of success. We're constantly talking to Bradley Cooper. And yeah, no, uh, you know. no, but uh, there, there are people that hit a certain peak and then they move on to things. But Bert, I mean, I would dump us, dump us if I was successful. He's still our buddy. 
Yeah. In fact, Case was just talking to him the other day. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's awesome. And, you know, he's he's going to be at the Wells Fargo Center at the end of the month. Yes. He's yeah. coming in town early so he can join us in studio. Um, and, and he's he, making sure of that. Is That's he going to awesome. check out the Tool concert? No, 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 no. That's... That's in a week and a half. Right, yeah, yeah. He's at the end of the month. Jay, okay. Big Jay Okerson is That's going to the And That's he's it. also, he was on the cruise with Burt Kreischer. All right. So happy birthday, all celebrating birthdays on the third day of November. We're going to go to the phone, see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Which country produces a popular treat called Tim Tams? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Stanley. Hi, Stanley. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Stanley, in what country will you find Tim Tams? Australia. Yes. yes. Australia Should we, is correct. Should we say where you can find them here? Go ahead. The Campbell's uh, they have home office. Campbell's Soup headquarters. They, they have a store. They have a store in there, and they have Tim Tams. We Why? saw them on the shelves. I, I guess they, they own that. They own the, the, they own the parent oh, company that do? makes the Tim Tams. Tim Tams are awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, Stanley, hang on the line. We're going to give you tickets to see our buddy Tom Papa. We're still friends with Bob Tom Papa. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the Good Stuff Tour, Friday, February 16th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. <laughs> tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. Got a bunch of stories for you. We'll start with this one. Priscilla Presley spoke about losing her daughter, Lisa Marie Presley, during an appearance on Piers Morgan Thursday. Lisa Marie passed away unexpectedly in January. She was only 54 years old, and she had a uh, a bowel obstruction that caused the issue, uh, which is wild because Elvis died. Yes, we, uh, that, exactly. that was part of what it was yeah. a complication that led to Elvis's death. Compacted colon. Uh, so it was unbearable. She said, I lost my mother, I lost my grandson, and I lost my daughter, and it's still shocking that we don't have her. Uh, she said that was the hardest thing for her, losing Ben. He took his own life. This was Lisa Marie's son. Uh, He was the love of her life, that child. She adored him. She would do anything for him. Anything. Uh, Benjamin Keogh died by suicide. He was only 27 years old. That was in 2020. A couple of months uh, before uh, she had passed away, uh, Priscilla recalled we were in Memphis. We were sitting up in a suite and she said, Mom, I don't know if I want to be here. And I go, what are you talking about? And she'd go on about Ben and how she is still grieving him. You know, how do you ever get over that? Well, look at look at the amount of loss in her life. And, yeah. and if you look at any depiction in the new Sofia Coppola movie out about her, um, you know, apparently really gets into, uh, you know, you, you looked at her initially, you're like, oh my God, it must be a whirlwind of, of excitement being with Elvis and all that stuff. But she was paying a lot for that. Uh, you know, and then obviously all the people she lost in her life. Yeah, the Dallas actress teared up when asked if Lisa Marie was feeling suicidal herself at that time and uh, Priscilla said I think so so it was really really tough for her obviously Nicholas Cage is not a fan of artificial intelligence uh, the actor told Yahoo recently that he finds the technology to be quote a nightmare he said AI is a nightmare to me it's inhumane he said you can't get more inhumane than artificial intelligence he also listened to this he commented on his cameo in the Flash, Steve, uh, saying that what he filmed was much different than what appeared on screen. Uh, He said, when I went to the picture, it was me fighting a giant spider. Uh, He said, I did not do that. Uh, That was not what I did. I don't think that it was created by AI. He said, I know Tim, he means Tim Burton. He said, I know Tim is upset about AI as I am. It was CGI. Okay, so 
uh, that they could de-age me, and I'm fighting a spider. I didn't do any of that, so I don't know what happened there. So what they do in this sequence is they sort of, and it's it's kind of a tribute to all the supermen. They have George Reeves as Superman, and they have Christopher Reeve, and, um, uh, and so all that's there. And so, you know, there was that famous stalled Tim Burton Superman movie that Nicolas Cage desperately wanted to have uh, completed and done. Yeah. And I, I think in a way they were... Sort of paying tribute to that, yeah. But it looks bad. It just looks bad. This, yeah, it everything looks, looks, it looks pretty fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I agree with you on that. So whatever they shot was not what ended up on no. the screen. They yeah. were doing something totally different, and uh, I would like to see what they originally shot. So would I am. Yeah. I like the first two thirds of that movie, and then the, all the CGI uh, really became distracting towards the end. I agree. Um, uh, Steve, did you ever see Kevin Smith talking about the, the story about Nick Cage and the Spider? And Nick, it's it's like a two it's a, like a two hour dissertation yeah. on all of the, of the nuance involved. It's simultaneously hilarious, and it's also a real peek into how Hollywood yeah. is horrible in many ways. And it's it's fascinating, yeah. though. And Kevin Smith, you know, is privy to a lot of those details, and he talks about how eventually, <laughs> uh, uh, um, oh man, um, Will Smith ends up fighting a giant spider in Wild Wild West, Wild Wild West, yeah, yeah. because the director of Wild Wild, Wild West, yeah. was connected to the Nick Cage. <laughs> Superman movie. And yeah. And he, yeah. He talks about sitting in the theater and watching the Wild Wild West and there's this giant spider and he goes, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. So, no matter what this guy, uh, the, the who's the director? He did The Addams Family. Um, yeah. Barry I'll, Sonnenfeld. Right. And, and so he, uh, uh, <laughs> he goes, oh my God, he's taking that spider wherever he goes. So he has a thing about spiders. He just wanted a giant spider in a movie. Yes, okay. uh, Preston, it's, it's, it's a typical Kevin Smith story that goes on and on, but it's really well told and really fascinating. I'm sure it's on YouTube, but it, yeah. it, he talks about the entire Spider, Nick Cage, Superman, <laughs> Will Smith, okay. uh, and, and it's, it really is a fascinating story. Well, speaking of AI, Scarlett Johansson has taken legal action against an AI app that used her name and likeness in an online advertisement without permission. Uh, she appeared in a 22-second ad uh, by an artificial intelligence imaging generating app, which is called Lisa AI, 90s yearbook and avatar. Representatives for the actor confirmed a variety that Johansson is not a spokesperson for the app, and her attorney, Kevin Yorn, handled the situation in a legal capacity. The advertisement was spotted on October 28th. It appears to have since vanished from the internet. Yeah, you... Uh, but the ad begins with an old clip of Johansson behind the scenes of Marvel's Black Widow, and she says, what's up, guys? It's Scarlet, and I want you to come with me before a graphic covers her mouth and the screen transitions to an AI generated, to AI-generated photos that resemble her, and a fake voice imitating Johansson then continues speaking and promoting the AI app. Fine print under the advertisement reads, images produced by Lisa AI. It has nothing to do with this person. Uh, multiple Lisa AI apps, which are created by Convert Software, remain on the App Store and Google Play. But even though they put that... But you can't... You can't that's do that. the big issue. Is you, you, you're using someone's likeness without yes. their permission. And exactly. you're, you're selling a product that they have nothing to do with. Even if you're saying it's not them, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I downloaded an AI app. App and I got, I think I was ripped off because what it does is it writes articles the way Alan Iverson would write them. Oh, that's and I'm like, that's this, wrong. Is, this that's is not helpful. This is not the AI no. you're looking for. <laughs> Uh, Johansson isn't the only actor to have her name and likeness stolen and manipulated for the purchase of advertising. Last month, Tom Hanks took a, a, to social media to warn his fans about a promotional video for a dental plan that features an AI version of the actor. He wrote, beware, I have nothing to do with it. Uh, so they're they're squeaking in here and there. But, um, you know, they're hopefully the powers that be are going to get a handle on that and not let people get away with that type of thing. 
All right, Al Pacino and his girlfriend, Noor Alfala. Is this the young one? Yeah, or? have reached a settlement regarding child support for their son. What a sham. Okay, not current girlfriend. Uh, right, because they're settling on... Well, this is the current, this is the current. Just baby. Yeah, but they're together, or they're, they're... not really. Okay, right. But they weren't really even together when they conceived the kid. And but when you yeah. say the one who's younger, when you're talking about Pacino, everyone at this everyone, point, everyone I know. Yeah, yeah. So, I meant the one he had the baby with. He's got. He's got to pay up. Pacino agreed. It's to pay, non-negotiable uh, to pay Alfa. <laughs> he's upset yeah. to pay Alfala a large five-figure sum every month to support their son Roman. Five every month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the couple welcome. This is such. A crock of <laughs> The couple <laughs> welcomed their son in June and got into a legal batter battle after Alfala filed for physical custody of their child. Uh, so the agreement reads as follows. Nor Alfala will have primary physical custody of their infant son. It reads that Nor shall have primary physical custody of Roman subject to Pacino's reasonable rights of visitation and access to Roman on such dates and at such <laughs> times to be agreed upon by the parties. Dude, and why? <laughs> they they will share joint legal custody in exercising joint legal custody. The two of them quote shall consult with one another on all major decisions relating to Roman's health, education, and welfare. I mean, honestly, I wonder if he can have uh, like unsupervised visits with his kid. I mean, think about it. If you ha- how old is he? He's a, He's a 80, baby, eighty three. No, no, how? Yeah, eighty three. Like oh. if you had an eighty three year old, <laughs> how old is that baby? How, how old is that baby? I don't know if that baby can <laughs> handle baby. it. <laughs> that baby's 80? I'm just thinking, like, if if I don't have grandparents, but if, you know, if I had grandparents that were in their 80s, 80s right. would you leave your infant well, child with them? Listen, he's he's super sharp. He certainly has the mental faculties uh, to do it, but it's but still, he's but 83. think about it. Think yeah. of, like, a one-year-old running around. Like, right. be think of Al Pacino uh, running around. Kathy, and what I've read, there's nothing about uh, supervised uh, yeah. uh, visitation. Yeah, right, right, right. Can right, I have so. a cookie? Yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I have a cookie, yeah. mommy? Yeah. Go to this place. Uh, so, can I have a juice box? Uh, this is a first as Where's well. Where's Alfalfa? Listen to this. The deal states that any permanent alteration to the to the uh, to the child's body, including tattoos, need to be mutually agreed upon. <laughs> so they have to agree on what tattoos the baby gets. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? He's going to be dead by then. I want a Preston and Steve tattoo. <laughs> Really a big one, a monkey between his nipples. I mean, hold on. Let, just let's back up for a second. Let's think about this. Say the kid gets a tattoo. Let's call it 16 years old right, where you right. need parents' approval. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he probably won't be here. He won't be around. I'm sure he won't be, he won't around. be around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yet yeah. that's written in yeah. the, the, the agreement. Yeah. What are so, you but, but it's in there. Uh, so here's the here are the amounts. You better think again. All right. So Al must pay his girlfriend uh, monthly child support uh, for Roman the sum of thirty thousand dollars per month, which is actually it, it is not that heavy. I mean, they're they're far bigger oh. hits for c- celebrities are paying for child support. I will well, sleep with Al Pacino. We're not done there yet. Okay. okay. No, uh, I don't think I will. In addition <laughs> to the base monthly child support, Al Pacino is obligated to pay an additional 6% of his annual gross income. Which is formidable. Over $2.5 million per calendar year. That's better than the 30 uh, Yeah. Wait, to her, who, who he's not even married to. Right. All for the child, supposedly. Commencing with the calendar. It's calendar-, non-negotiable. In 2023. So stop and think about this. So you may not be seeing Al Pacino movies rolling out every week, but look at the body of his work and think about the yeah. amount of revenue he gets off his existing work. 
And if he does happen to make a big movie, he will pay substantially more that particular year. Um, he must maintain and pay for the existing health insurance coverage for Roman that is available to him through his employment. The documents also state that uh, Al shall pay 100% of Roman's mutually agreed upon extracurricular activities and lessons pursuant to the party's prior written consent. Plus, he must pay $26,000 for a night nurse for their son. A night nurse. A night nurse. We can share it. Yeah. She got a good lawyer. Uh, And they just got to pay $20,000 toward attorney fees. Jesus. Man, to be blunt... I hope that nut was worth it. Yeah. yeah. Because well, listen, this, this this is her this is her mo. She's done this before. Well, listen, I don't know. I can't say she's done this. As if not in each case, she fell madly in love with Al Pacino. But she's she's been with very she's been with older men. All older this, men. This woman. this is her thing. Okay. Uh, regarding the visitation rights. And why? For Roman, uh, Al and Nor shall continue to cooperate in good faith concerning Patino's visitation with and access to Roman to ensure that he has frequent and continuing contact with Roman. Think about, again, as you say, that the, with this nut was worth it. He's in his early 80s. Um, you know, <laughs> I just, and now he's dealing with all this crap. Listen, you guys this get- is supposed to be the... Uh, Hang out with Guy Fieri time. You guys keep talking about him. I feel bad for her. She's the one that had to sleep with him. I, I yes, that had to be unpleasant. But I, I, I'm going to be cynical and say there was a method to that plan. I guess you know? she probably closed her eyes and are you getting turned on? Yeah. You like it? Yeah, it's like getting blood drawn. You shut yeah. your eyes, you turn your head, and then it's over. Have and you done this before? Before you know it. Wait, I need to find a vein. And now you have thirty thousand dollars a month plus two point five million dollars. Yeah, finished. Yeah, I'd say that's worth it. I just finished. Just wow. like having blood. Taken. I'm not finished. <laughs> I just finished. <laughs> She thinks it's done, and all of a sudden he yells at her. I'm not finished. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you are. I think I'm done. You better think again. Oh. To be honest, I didn't even make it across the bedroom. Oh, my God. What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, that's my penis. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. It's been a long time. Yeah, I thought it was a button. Uh, I want to talk to her. Can we get her on? Yeah, let's work on Let's get her on. I mean, she's fairly active on Instagram. Okay, let's message. Let's all message her and see if maybe she'll come on the show. Maybe maybe she'll come on with Pacino. <laughs> and what I'm are you doing? The, I'm on the extension upstairs. All right. Uh, let's see. What did you mention? Oh, yeah, you mentioned Guy Fieri. That's right. Uh, during a recent By the way, we actually are friends, Guy Fieri and Al Pacino. On uh, Watch What Happens Live, uh, Kristen Stewart gave fans an update on whether or not Guy Fieri would be officiating her wedding to Dylan Meyer. Uh, the Twilight star told host Andy Cohen that because she's uh, bad at planning stuff, she and Meyer will probably just marry each other and then call Guy and say, hey, you were here in spirit, babe. This comes after she had revealed in 2021 that she and Meyer were considering having the Food Network star officiate after learning that he has officiated a lot of gay weddings. Uh, she said, so the idea of that man, that sweet, sweet, spiky-headed man coming to our wedding and officiating it, it just makes me laugh so much. But she says she's too lazy and is not going to organize it. She should do it. Uh, You know, and it is, if you follow, so I follow um, Stallone on Instagram, and and there's tons of footage of him um, with Guy Fieri and Pacino. Mm-hmm. Like they all hang out together. That that just to hang out yeah. in that collective must be a blast. We'll throw Kristen Stewart in the mix, and I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, so according to Us Weekly, things are getting serious between Leonardo DiCaprio and model Vittoria Soretti. How old is she? Uh, I don't know. She's like 25. Oh, that's the age. 
Uh, yeah, that is the age. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's the cutoff. Look her up if you would. Uh, yeah, Nick, yeah. What's uh, your name again? Vittoria. V i t t o r i a. Soretti, spelled with a C. Leo, wear a condom. A source told the outlet that the actor is uh, completely smitten, and that it's going so well that Leo's actually being exclusive. Oh Ooh. my God, is that good that he's being exclusive? I want you to know I've reduced the amount of women I'm banging by thirty percent. So uh, uh, yeah, she's twenty five, and um, today is a good year. <laughs> November third. Uh, guys, what is the statute of limitations on how long this one lasts? Uh, so so are we in the? So when is her birthday? Because uh, the question is, when does she turn 26? Because that's when it will end. I'll see if I can find her birthday, but I'm right. guessing... I'm saying a year and a half. Oh, that long? Yep. Oh, I was going to April. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Victoria is all he thinks about, according to this person. They've been linked since August, so they got a couple months since on Since August? Yeah. Wow. June 7th. So uh, I'm going to give it January. All right. Steve, January. All right. I'm saying a year and a half. All right. Oh, boy. That I think, is long. I think this is the long haul for him. Yeah. Uh, He's getting to that age. He used the word smitten. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're breaking up before Christmas. Wow. Of this year. Yeah. All right. Okay. Case? I got, I, I don't care. All right. <laughs> Casey, do not care. Not care. <laughs> and I'm going to say, uh, yeah, April. All right, uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. Let me see. This was kind of fun. Uh, Jacob L. Elordi, who uh, is playing Elvis in the Priscilla movie, Lord, uh, revealed during an Entertainment Weekly Around the Table series that he consumed, quote, a pound of bacon a day to prepare for his role as Elvis. Yeah, that'll do it. He said Priscilla told us that Elvis liked really burnt bacon. I do, too. And director Sofia Coppola said, I averaged like a pound, uh, or he told her, uh, I averaged like a pound of bacon a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Euphoria actor added, it's not that noticeable because I'm quite long, but I was the biggest that I've ever been. That could be lethal eating you know, burnt bacon that at that level, I'm sure he wasn't putting away a full pound. That's what he said, though. Yeah. He said he had a pound of bacon a day. So, Steve, do you like your uh, bacon es- extra crispy? I do like it crispy. Yeah, so does Andrea. Yeah. And I, I, I like a little bit of, like, fat and sizzle. Yeah, that bacon. I don't like. Right. In fact, like, when it, the, the when we would have pork chops when I was a kid, yeah. my mother would, like, virtually incinerate them for me. Man. I like Anything it crispy. Pork. I like uh, bacon crispy, but not burned, yeah, not yeah. black, yeah, which, right. which is the way Elvis liked it. He liked it actually burnt. That's how she likes it, yeah. Well, she, and she sends it back if it doesn't come back out. Incinerated, man. Crispy. All right. Uh, Fried dinner sandwich. Let's see. I'm going to throw this in the entertainment report. Uh, it's not necessarily an entertainer, but uh, you know a movie that this person was uh, um, portrayed in. Thomas K. Mattingly, key commander during the Apollo 16 mission to the moon. Yes. Was very much involved in the Apollo 13 mission. Uh, just passed away. He was 87 uh. years old. Yeah, Mattingly known uh, as Ken or TK died on the 31st. A skilled pilot. He was, he was played by... Uh, uh, Gary Sinise oh, in right. Apollo 13. Uh, skilled pilot, he was uh, hailed for his accomplishments as the command module pilot for Apollo's, Apollo 16 mission. That did land on the moon in 1972, and they were able to collect samples of lunar highlands and achieve all of its major objectives. But he was also well known for being removed from the ill-fated Apollo 13 crew 72 hours before its scheduled launch. He was removed last minute after exposure to German measles. The backup command module pilot Jack Swigert, who was played by Kevin Bacon, uh, replaced Mattingly. Uh, and then on April 11, 1970, Apollo 13 blasted off. Almost 56 hours later, uh, number two tank ex- oxygen tank exploded on Apollo 13. And, of course, we know the famous Houston. We had a problem, which uh, Jim Lovell famously called down to mission control. Uh, he played, Mattingly played an important role 
in helping bring the crew back to Earth. He stayed behind and provided key real-time decisions to successfully bring home the wonderful spacecraft, uh, the wounded spacecraft, I should say, and the crew of Apollo 13, although it's a wonderful spacecraft. It is a wonderful spacecraft. (laughs) So uh, he was born in Chicago, began his career with the Navy in 1958, became a pilot two years later. He was deployed on uh, battleships, uh, battleship USS Franklin D. Roosevelt, from which he flew planes for two years. In 1966, NASA chose him to be one of the 19 astronauts in that year's class, served as a member of the astronaut support crew for Apollo 8 and 11 missions, and then was instrumental in developing and testing uh, of the Apollo spacesuits and backpacks. So he was what a, a breed big, those guys were. Big part of the American uh, space program. Yeah, so yeah. I thought I would add that to sure. the entertainment news. And then uh, one little bit for Kathy here. Yellowstone Season 5 Part 2 will premiere on the Paramount Network in November of 2024. So yes. we're a year away from that. Um, the upcoming season... At least they're going to finish it. I yeah, the, the upcoming season will be the show's final installment. Are you So you're pissed off that they're wrapping well, it yeah, up, right? It, it, because they didn't even put out a full season. It was a half... They did the... you know where, they, where some of the shows split it in half. And you... So you were expecting a little break. Right. We didn't know it was going to be years until the second... I didn't realize that they... I mean, obviously I did after we talked about the whole Kevin Costner thing, but that they didn't even film it. So. It drives you crazy because I'm, I'm waiting on, on the fourth season of a show called Evil. And they oh, yeah. haven't officially canceled it, and it it is still listed as returning. And I'm like, God! I mean, I'm still mad about uh, brothers and sisters. Right. They just sent that one out of <laughs> that nowhere. Wo- that wounded you. That was that was a kill shot. But they're doing something tricky on social media, and I don't know. I- I'm not sure if it's the network or if it's uh, the creators of Yellowstone or whatever it is. But they're putting out there um, Yellowstone's back. Um, all I don't. Okay, I-, I even so- thought that I saw all new, but but. What what it is is that it's just available on a different platform. That's so okay. you're you're, think, you're thinking, oh, great, it's back. Yeah. We're going to get the second half of this season, and no, not yet. Well, you're you're going to be satisfied though because there's two new spinoffs with working titles 1944 and 2024 that are going to add to the Yellowstone universe, which I love. And also, what about case? What was the was it 1923? There's a there's got to be a second that's season. That's the Harrison Ford one, right? Yes, they ended it very like very suspenseful. It. Oh, you didn't? No, 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 no. I only caught maybe the first episode. Well, that, I will go back to it. That was great. I loved that one, but they ended it on a cliffhanger, and oh, so I'm waiting don't like that. for when it's coming. Yeah, does back. it start in like another country though? Doesn't like the 1923 start in like France or some crap? Uh, well, there's one. There's, there's one called 1883. Maybe well, I watched that's that. It. No, no, we okay. watched that. Yeah. That was amazing. Case, you sh- you liked 18. 1983, watch 1923 because that was really good. Okay. Yeah. Those are your favorite years. Yeah. And then they're going to do 1944 and 2024. I'm, I'm all in. Uh, I love so th- it. there's speculation that uh, Kevin Costner will appear in Yellowstone's final episodes despite the recent dispute regarding his availability. Wait, they're saying he will appear? They're saying that there's speculation. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, though unconfirmed, is expected to headline 2024, that particular show. Okay. Uh, joined by actors from the original series as well. So they say Costner's being replaced by Rob Schneider. So oh, that's where it should be very cool. It'll be uh, seamless. Yeah. All right. Uh, Friday movies opening this weekend. Let's Ooh. get to them. <laughs> 
right, we'll start with this. Uh, Priscilla is opening. It's a biopic. Stars uh, Kaylee Spaney, Jacob Elordi, and Emily Mitchell. Well, uh, when teenage Priscilla, uh, Billy U, meets Elvis Presley at a party, uh, the man who is already a meteoric rock and roll superstar becomes someone entirely unexpected in private moments. A thrilling crush, an ally in loneliness, a vulnerable best friend. Uh, through Priscilla's eyes, we see the often unseen side of a great American myth in Elvis and Priscilla's long courtship and turbulent marriage from a German army base to his dream world estate at Graceland in this deeply felt and ravishingly detailed portrait of love, fantasy, and fame. It's an hour and 53 minutes long. It's rated R. It's a wide theater release today and the Rotten Tomatoes score is 90%. Oh, yeah. Pretty damn good. Also opening is What Happens Later. It's a rom-com. Stars Meg Ryan, David Duchovny, and Kristen Mann. Two ex-lovers, Bill and Willa, get snowed in at a regional airport overnight. Indefinitely delayed, Willa, a magical thinker, and Bill, a catastrophic one, find themselves just as attracted to and annoyed by one another as they did decades earlier. But as they unpack the riddle of their mutual past and compare their lives to the dreams they once shared, they begin to wonder if their reunion is more coincidence or mere coincidence or something more enchanted. Hour and 43 minutes long. Rated R. Wide theater release. Rotten Tomato scores at 61%. For rom-com, that's fine. Yep. Yeah. And then finally, The Marsh King's Daughter. Daughter? His daughters. Uh, it Marsh is a king and these are my daughters. It is my a, daughters? It is a crime drama. Uh, and it stars Daisy Ridley, Ben Mendelsohn, and Garrett Hedlund. Uh, a woman with a secret past, Helena, ventures into the wilderness that she left behind to confront the most dangerous man she's ever met, her father. <gasps> Helena's seemingly ordinary life hides a dark and dangerous truth. Her estranged father is the infamous Marsh King, the man who kept her and her mother captive in the wilderness for years. When her father escapes from prison, Helena will need to comfort her, <coughs> confront her past, knowing that he will hunt for her and her family. Helena must find the strength to face her demons and outmaneuver the man who taught her everything she knows about surviving in the wild. From what I understand in this plot, Preston, she employs the assistance of the Sausage King. Oh, wow. yeah, of course. Abe Froman. Abe Froman, yeah. yeah. Uh, an hour and 48 minutes long. It is rated R, and it's in a wide theater release. Rotten Tomato score is at 44% for this one. All right, and that's, uh, oh, we got clips. Clips! Yeah, yeah. All right, the new miniseries, All the Light We Cannot See, is a show based on Anthony Doerr's Pulitzer Prize-winning bestseller, where a blind French girl and a young German soldier's paths collide during World War II. And in this clip, director Sean Levy talks about uh, what it was like filming the show. We filmed in Budapest. It was a long shoot. It was 80-something days. I'm dealing with hundreds of extras and military sequences and war scenes and being on the other side of the world and eight hours ahead of my family. So it, on the one hand, it felt daunting. But I will say that every day I had some sense of, oh, this is going to be worth it. I'll be glad when it's over. Mm -hmm. All the Light We Cannot See is out on Netflix now. And here's our next clip. For All Mankind is a show that explores possibilities that might exist if the global space race had continued and where humanity would be now. And in this clip, showrunner uh, Ben Nadivi talks about ideas that played with uh, that uh, they played with in the upcoming season. Here we go. What was most exciting to us 
to delve into in season four in a way that we had not yet in the previous seasons is this idea of who gets to go to space. Because in the first three seasons and in our real timeline, really, almost everyone that has gone to space has been a pilot or a scientist, an engineer, people that have trained their whole lives for that purpose. Shut the f- we're all mankind. Season four comes out uh, next Friday. And that's oh. on Apple TV Plus if you want to check that out. All right, there you go. Your entertainment report for this morning. All right, so it's uh, it's a Friday. We got Friday things to do. We'll get to the connoisseur at some point this morning. Look well, at that horizon out there, Preston. I know, it's looking like a beautiful sunrise. Yeah. It's going to go up to about 60 degrees or so today. But we also have uh, Ted Alexandro, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club stopping by this morning. So we'll talk to him uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to take a quick break, come back in just a second, and continue our journey to the weekend together. Stay with us. Hey gang, it's me, Dracky Bam Bam, the world's tallest elf. I'm asking that you join me as MMR rocks the 42nd annual Delaware Valley Abate for the Kids Motorcycle Toy Run. It's happening this Sunday. We're going to get the bikes lined up on Columbus Boulevard and Spring Garden right outside of Cavanaugh's River Deck starting at 8 a.m. And then at noon, I'll be waving that flag as your Grand Marshal, and I'm so honored. I will lead the parade of thousands of bikers on a 10-mile beautiful run with live bands playing along the route, including Vinyl Logic, Spare Parts, and Delco Boys. We'll end up at Rivers Casino, and that's where we'll deliver the new and unwrapped toys for the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Todd's program. All the details are at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. We might do the uh, the junk drawer here. I'm not sure, though, because first there's something that uh, that Casey wanted to... Well, it's an observation he made the other day, uh, and, and it was something he said was might be worth talking about or bringing up to us, so I want to see where that goes first. It was yeah. startling, right? You were startled by something? Yeah, I mean, just to remind myself that I wanted to talk about this, I, I wrote a note for myself, and my note is... <laughs> Horrifying mirror experience. Ah, okay. Okay. Horrifying mirror experience. Yeah. Now, now I, I don't know if I suffer from any sort of like body dysmorphia. I'm sure there's a little bit of, of stuff going on there. But um, regardless, every morning when I wake up from the uh, from my slumber, I <clears throat> I take off all my clothes and I go into the bathroom and uh, I brush my teeth. And I stand on the uh, the scale. Yep. And I weigh myself because. Well, no, no, no. First I pee. Right. Then yeah, I start to brush my teeth. Out, and as I'm brushing yeah. my teeth, I weigh myself because that is the least of I'm going to weigh all day long. Right. Okay. So then I finish brushing my teeth naked in front of the mirror, which is I know Kathy is a horrible, horrifying sight. But anyway, I do it. Um, and. Uh, What's that? Why me? Because you're the most repulsed by me. He was cutting you off in the past before you said gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You are easily the most repulsed by my existence. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That is not true. All right. right. So. You're brushing your teeth. I'm brushing my teeth. And, you know, I'm just kind of looking at myself and gagging. And uh, (laughs) and then I just, uh, I I, I rinse my mouth out and I turn and I start walking away. And and the mirror is long, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I just kind (laughs) of glance over and I saw a shadow. And I was like, what the hell is that shadow? Now, you guys are well aware of the patch of hair that I have yeah, on yeah, my yeah. lower back. We know almost every inch of your body we do, yes. after all now, these years. I have always been a fairly um, hairless guy. I don't didn't have a lot of hair on my legs, my, my arms, my armpits. You were late like, puberty I, I to getting a, hair. I was a late, late bloomer. bloomer. Yep. I was hoping that at some point it would sprout up and I would look like a manly man, and I don't. The right. only place I look like a manly man is this patch of hair on my back. <laughs> 
And it's right above his butt crack. And it's right above my butt crack, guys. It is sort of an anomalous patch. It, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's out of nowhere. Yeah. Guys, it has gotten thicker. <laughs> it has. It. Wait a minute. And yes. Did okay. it cast its own shadow? Dude, it casted its own shadow. <laughs> on the wall? I have oh no. My God. It's just on my back. I have never, ever, ever... Uh, wrestle with the notion or the idea of, of either shaving it or waxing it or having it lasered. And guys, uh, you might if, if you if you aren't repulsed by much, you can tune into YouTube right now because I'm, I'm going to reveal oh, to you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. I even said to my wife yesterday um, uh, a couple of different things, but then I said, you know, that hair on my back, and she grabbed it, and she goes, "Oh!" Even her reaction so was she, like, "What the?" She could literally grab it like a, like a like, like a, a horse's mane, like a fistful. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Well, let's uh, see. Now listen. It. And Marissa's got the camera in here too. She's gonna YouTube. Uh, the YouTube message uh, board is usually pretty nice. It's very positive. Be, be, be nice, guys. Be right? nice. Right? Listen, yeah. I, I know I got love handles. I've been working on it. Uh, and the hair, use, I don't. Just lift up the back. Let me see it. You don't, you don't have to get naked for us. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's gotten darker. It's gotten thicker. <laughs> it's filled in. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's filled, filled in. in. You're all gross up. Uh, um, listen, uh, I, what I would do is I'd put... You could start putting product in that. Yeah. yeah. You could start doing it. You could start styling your back hair. Wait, you... Let's get some forming cream. Yeah. think that that makes you manly? No. no, no that uh, makes no, you no. Sasquatch. Only, yeah, it's the only man. Like, I can't grow a full beard. Yeah, like, your you beard's, know, no, I know. I'm your just beard's asking, fine. I'm just asking because do you not want to get rid of it because it's like the manly thing on you? Was that what you're saying? Or no, no? It's not no manly. because I don't see it. All right, so let's go get laser hair removal together. Okay. Are you gonna, so would cool. you do it when you're you lower back? I don't have hair on my back. <laughs> no. I, do, I don't Kathy have hair Kathy has left. a large piece yeah. of hair, cable-like hair. One, one, is that still in your back? No, it fell out years ago oh, and it never came back. <laughs> Kathy had like a ventriloquist string on it was her back. Like, it, it was like a very thin, like blonde hair. I don't know where it came from. There's not blonde hair on me anywhere. But and you will admit that when you pulled right. on it, your mouth opened. Right. Yeah. No, you made that up. <laughs> but I... Uh, in I, case, I have to go ye- I go yearly for a touch-up. So you could come during my, my touch-up how session. How long will this take? Oh, you would have to go probably like you'd have to go maybe like Multiple. four to six times. Yeah, per, per, is this? That'd be worth it's it. not permanent, right? With the hair removal, right? Well, as so as you age, uh, uh, your lower new, back patch fills. No, in. no, new new hairs will grow. So yes, if, oh, if you have like right. new hairs that are growing, it's not going to stop them from growing, but it will. Yes, it will eliminate um, what you have now. I mean, it's sure it's strictly a vanity thing. It's because uh, my torso rarely sees the light of day. You can know? I, can I see it again? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. All right. And it's uh it it's very it's a patch. It's very vaginal. Yeah. Right? It's very yeah. Tri- it's very triangular. You have a back muff. Yeah. The back a muff. B, a BM. <laughs> you have a back Casey's muff. Back muff. Somebody on YouTube suggested that you shave it into a heart, which I think is a great idea. Oh, that would be adorable. Yeah. You do that first. You, you, now, honestly, there is enough there to shape it. You could do yeah. that. Yeah. We could shape it, and then we could get rid of it forever. I it was so funny because you know how like sometimes when the light hits it, you know, it makes it look like a little bit weird, you know, because I I'm thinning up top on my, uh, you know, are you? But it's but it's not as bad as. Crown. But sometimes when the light hits it wrong or whatever, I'm like, oh my god, I have no. a full on ball. But I don't. It's just no. thinning a little bit. You're, you're fine. Take that the back one hair and put it on your <laughs> head. <laughs> That's right. But that one, when I took I s- my back muff and I wear it as a yarmulke. When I saw it, I was like, oh, it's just a shadow. And then when I turned to see like 
you know, more of like a, a head-on. I was like, oh, my God, it's not a shadow. Let me, let, let, me let me ask all of you. <laughs> let me ask all of you this question. Uh, all right, so to what Casey just described. Yeah. When you're in front of the mirror, <laughs> when you're out of the shower or whatever, I'm going to look at me this way. Oh, yeah. But I will avert my head when I'm, what, like him, he made the critical mistake of looking as you, uh, you, you looked when you should not be looking. Oh, yeah. Because you, you're not meant to see something. And lighting means everything. I'm lighting. Telling- so you want to look, you want to look, though, you want to see how bad you can look? Our lighting in our bathroom here. Oh, yeah. Will make you look Wait. like Phantom of the Opera. So what's your question? I don't understand. <laughs> do you, do you purposely not? Is there a certain uh, angle that you don't get? Look away until you're positioned correctly in front yes. of the mirror, right? And anything <laughs> remotely sideways. Sideways <laughs> is a problem. Yeah, I, I look a best. Problem. I look best straight on. Right. And or, else, like, yeah. Or, Nick. The, the, and, and, and by the way, I, I need to point out this morning, sideways looks real bad on you. You got bad bedhead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's yeah. sticking straight. Turn sideways. Oh, look, my- look at that. <laughs> Did you, I, I just noticed it when you turned. And the one why didn't You know what you look like? You look like Kennedy in the limo. In the frozen shot of the Zapruder film. The Zapruder film. Wait, ready? All right. This is nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Dude. You look like you look like President Kennedy in the limo. Oh, he didn't God. even know either. When you no, were telling no. him, I could tell by his face he had no idea. Uh, no clue. It's because uh, you put, didn't look in the mirror. No, and I, Nick, I put my uh, my hoodie on when I left the when I left the house. Yeah. And I got here. The, what what about when you go to a, like a hotel or a mirror <laughs> or a different mirror array that you're not used to? And you're oh like, my God, oh right? my uh, God. Yeah, yes. the, the best though are the uh, the trifold mirrors when you're trying something. Holy on, hell! And, and you get you get that side view. Yeah. At the same time, you're like, oh, yeah, wait. this is not good. You know what really sucks is that occasionally uh, you'll do that, right, and you feel terrible about yourself. And then I've been in, in that situation, like a, um, at a suit store or whatever, and somebody good-looking will step up into the same mirror, and they look good in the mirrors. Yeah, and like, I realize, how are you doing that? Right. Know. You know it's a good mirror? Actually, Kathy, I think it's you that brought the mirror into our office. Uh, oh, I don't, the long mirror. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know where that came from, but I hung it there, and I don't want to move. That's a good mirror. I want that company. I want to buy one of those mirrors. <laughs> the For some reason, the lighting and the mirrors at the gym are Amazing. It's good. Oh, well, they're oh, meant to. Yeah. They're meant right. to. They're meant to highlight what, what's have, going on. I have walked down the hall and I'm like, "Hey, hang on a second. <laughs> oh yeah. If you if you have if you yeah. have uh, if you have good downward lighting, uh-huh. it's gonna it creates shadows, it creates yeah. shadows underneath, like oh, your yeah. pecs and and yeah. your your and and if you have abdominal muscles and it just makes it accentuate. It's yeah. done on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, and I, and I on the opposite side of things though, in the mirror, and I know this is gonna go. Right to a Silence of the Lambs uh, <laughs> uh, 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 the right. line because I, I have sat there and looked at myself in the mirror and gone, you know, I'm not bad looking. <laughs> <laughs> I def me. I def me. I def me so hard. Oh, yeah. But I and then yeah. but I'll have those. But I'm like, look at you. You're you know. Would you still f yourself? Look at that. Cross my legs. I'm on the radio. I'm a big DJ. I'm just going to dance here for a little bit. Um, 
and then a photo shows up. Oh, and then it's yeah. like then then reality sets in, and yeah. you're like, or you see someone who's actually uh, attractive. Listen, and you're like, dude, you're so delusional. Preston, there was one photo taken <laughs> 18 years ago. Yeah, this one looks good. That looks is good. the photo. Yeah. that is it. I don't know what happened, but but that will uh, forever be the photo. Yeah, I, I wish I could make that my license. My, I swear to God, my passport photos. <laughs> are, uh, it's just it's horrendous. You would think you were looking at a still from Saw. I've been waiting to try and, and post. There's a photo on Instagram I've been waiting to post. Now, I've showed it to you guys. It's me in my in my uh, metal days of, of trying to look sexy. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, and, but I can't I can't figure out the right caption for it yet. Maybe uh-huh. I'll just maybe I'll leave it up to the internet to to create the caption. Create the for caption me because I need to post that one. But I thought I looked great at the time when that picture yeah. was taken. Do you I know thought what you I should do? Awesome. <laughs> Can we put the picture up like on a on a chat? Uh, GTP and, and I let, wanna, let them caption it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm saving it for my own account. All I right. wanna, I wanna, <laughs> yeah. I wanna do it at the right moment. Yeah, right. you wanna so, avail it, and, and then like we, can, we can simultaneously release all right, it. All right. Maybe. But the question really is, is uh, what do I actually look like when you have a series of photos and you're like, this is the one that I like, this is the one that I feel, but like. Right. What do I actually look I, like? Well, oh, yeah. here's there's the, there's a classic yeah. meme of what you thought you look like in the eighties, and it's a picture yeah. of Rob Lowe, yeah. and then it's what you really look like, and it's booger. Well, <laughs> when uh, people post their avatar, their their yeah. photo that they want to be their main photo for mm-hmm. social media accounts, you can never, ever, ever, especially if it's no. dating stuff, you can never, never. ever count on that person looking mm-hmm. like that, and when you meet them in real life, no? which is like my. Instagram picture. I think it's a pretty average photo of me. I did that on purpose. I didn't want to go, this is a great picture. So when I'm people meet you, right? Yeah. yeah. So they go, oh my God. Yeah. You're much. Uh, that's the thing to do. Take the wor- Post the worst pictures of you so that you can only help but look better in person. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I, I will look in my mirror before I head out and see what I'm I look beautiful. like. No, but I'm like, okay, this, this works. Like I'm okay. I'm confident leaving like this. And then a picture will be taken. And I'm like, what it the- didn't look like that in the mirror. <laughs> I don't have a trick mirror. Like it's, it's like why do why do I look like that in the picture? Do you ever yeah. dance to sort of um, bizarre music in front of the mirror while you cross your legs, Kathy, at home with succulent, but well, let's let's take care of that patch. I, I think you and Kathy getting uh, laser hair removal. Okay. I think that's the way. Could to that go. be done here? Uh, uh, no, no, no. no. His, his, the... Oh, hold on. Marissa has errant hair, too. She's raising her hand. Oh, oh. I mean, it's so sweet that Kathy's over here like, I don't have any hair. And I'm this the opposite Italian. And <laughs> well, no, I don't have any hair because I got laser hair removal. Oh. I'm jealous. Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in that next swing where, like, you know, your body changes every few Marissa. years. And you're like, oh, surprise. There's yeah. more hair. There's one. What do you have? Do you have fuzzy forearms? Fuzzy? Yeah. Like... Gorilla. Really? My entire life. Oh, my God. Let me see. I've never noticed that. Steve, I take care of it. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, so I remember um, a girl. I take care of it. I remember, like, a girl that everyone had a crush on in high school, but uh, Michelle Martakis was her name. But she she had, like, man hair on her arms. And so, and then suddenly it disappeared. So, what do you do? What do you in do in 2023? Let's just call it hair. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, but I, I mean, I'm confident now. I'm confident enough now that I can say I have since probably like fourth grade had hair in my arms. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, and imagine a little fourth grader. I oh, bet you. Nice. I okay. bet you. you. All right, all right, Casey. Only because you showed your love handles, so I let that one go. <laughs> I bet you. I bet she perceives it as worse than 
it is because it's always what you do. Well, I mean, she's been, I have never noticed it, but that's probably because you pre-take care of it. Oh, I've been shaving it since forever. Really? You shave it? Shave your arms? Yeah. You need to get the hair removal. You have to sit there for so long. No, 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 it's not long. I got it on my underarms and my bikini line and it was, um, it was life-changing getting it on my bikini line. Like it just—I mean, All there's right. probably a year where I didn't put on a bathing suit. Well, then, so you you deal with this the the long hours for a couple of sessions, not, and then you're good for a while. By the way, yeah. it's not long hours; it's like 15 well, minutes. All right, not long hours. <laughs> um, but it's worth the time, no, right? It, it is worth the time, and I'm okay. telling you, the place that I go to—it, you guys know me—I'm a huge baby. It yeah. does. It doesn't hurt. All right. Um, that would be the key for you. Do I have to keep it long? No. I, uh, so I have to shave it first, and then they. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. Better. Yeah. All right. Hang on. I want to go to uh, Sean because he's got an offer here. Hey, Sean. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How hey, are you? Good. good. What's up, bud? I- I'm listening to everybody talking about these patches of hair that they don't like. <laughs> Okay. Get in the car and come on down with the with Kathy's in my office. I'll take care of all of you. Sean from he, he's an Re- Refresh in Newtown. Yes, correct. This Kay. is Sean with Refresh Integrative Medicine and Aesthetics. <laughs> is that where you go? Sean, yes. Sean okay. is the owner of where I go. He owns the machine. That uh, Sean, that machine is like you can't that not everybody has that, right? No. No, I got people come down from New York City for that machine. Oh, wow. And what, what is what does this machine do, Sean? That uh, and Kathy's saying, I, and, I, and when Kathy says it's pain free, I can believe it's pain free. Uh, so, what, so what does it do? So what it does is you, you shave the hair that's on your back, so you'll get rid of the patch right away. And then once it's shaved, you're going to come in. I'm going to heat that hair up so hot that it's actually going to cauterize the blood supply to that hair. Killing the hair follicle, and it's never going to go back again. Never going to go back again. And Kathy, has that, that been your experience? Yes. I'm, I mean, it's amazing. And But, Sean, you do, like, I'll go in once a year now, and I get a touch-up on whatever I've had. But I really don't have, I, I, it's maybe, like, a hair or two. Huh. So, could you do something for Marissa Chewbacca? <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I will guarantee you, how often, Sean, do you see people come in who are swearing that they are just have these profound problems? And you're obviously helping them. But don't pe- people tell, I'm sure Marissa is, or anybody, like I joke about Kathy's, the cable that was coming out of her back. <laughs> but but, it, but it's not, it's not, uh, everyone tends to think it's worse than it actually is, correct? I don't know, I'm going to say some I've seen pretty bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> I just always find that people be, you know, you, you tend to, because you'll say, is this really bad? Like, Casey, it's a patch, clearly. But it is a patch. You know, is, does it? Does it, it, it well? Oh, if you do, you want it gone permanently? Yeah, all right. I do. Yeah, that's the thing. If you want it gone, it it's, it's simple. Case, I'll take you to Bucks County with me. Well, then you got to do we, something in Delco. We we can uh, go. We can get laser hair removal. We'll have lunch. He's uh, in like a nice little part of Newtown, okay. State Street. Have lunch. Really? I'll yeah. Okay. Lunch at the office. Ah, yeah. He'll bring in lunch at the office. <laughs> By the way, text. Uh, I got a text from Chuck. He said that my body hair would destroy that machine. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck's got a sweater. Yeah. He's he got does. a permanent yeah, yeah. sweater. Everyone yeah. I've always... <laughs> Everybody waxed Chuck tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did that. Yeah. Sean, tell them how brave I am and how good I am with pain and stuff. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know if we want to go there. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a wuss. I will say, he's been talking about Botox for the longest time, and I've been saying that she, you know... <laughs> 
we should strap her down and just do it. She's never, she's never going to do it. She, she, I guarantee you, she will never do it. We've had, she's told us so many stories of going in and, hey, today's the day. And she's running out to the parking lot. Sean's one of the multiple places that I made an appointment, went in, sat down in the chair. The nurse was there ready to do it, had the syringes. And I was like, I'm so sorry I took up this appointment, but like, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. And what's the name of the business again, Sean? Refresh Integrative Medicine Anesthetics, right in Newtown, PA. All right, okay. Kathy Romano Hi, Sean. approved. We'll get a we'll get an appointment with you and Kathy and uh, Casey together. Okay. You guys can all come and watch it. On all right, right. <laughs> thanks, Sean. Um, don't sure. I get to choose that? Yeah. No, no, no. We can make it an event. You can win tickets on air. By the way, I have Marissa grab this uh, clip uh, about hairy arms. I haven't heard this in ages. Let me see how this is. She had a lot of hair on her arms. I like it. I like it a lot. It means big bush. I like it. <laughs> What is that? Oh, my God. What is that? Hold on. Is that from Good? a lot of hair on her arms. I like it. I like it a lot. It means big bush. I like a big bush. Oh, my God. It's from the opening sequence in Sling Blade. Oh, my God. The very, very, very beginning of the movie. Uh... So anyway, um, yes, that you, you are, your observation is correct. That patch of hair okay. on your back has gotten thicker. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. It was crazy because I, so I showed my wife yesterday and then she grabbed it and she literally picked me up by it and walked out like I was like a piece of luggage. That's okay. how, that's how like hairy handle. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> She's strong. All right. She's okay. strong. Let's see, let's see if we can get that taken care of. I, I think that's, I don't think that's unreasonable. I could see that being something yeah. that, that would bother you even though you never see it. And you yeah. come, you're like, oh man! Would you do Anytime your arms you with that bathing suit, uh, Marissa? Would you get your arms done? Yeah, I absolutely would. Like I said, okay. I, like pro- I got. Oh yeah, I got um, hair removal. I don't know, maybe ten years ago or something like that. I would totally go again. All right, wow. all right. Ten years, man. Get ten ready. hair on her arms. She's got a lot of hair. I can't believe that we have like that that exists and we have it. Yeah. I asked for it, you know. You ask and you receive. All right. Um anyway, well that was an interesting conversation. Yeah. And uh, thank you for sharing. But uh, we should go ahead and take a break. Take a break? All right. What do you think? Or yeah, yeah, we can I mean, we could do a junk drawer story or two. Do you want to do one? You yeah. want hey, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You want junk junk I usually save it for Friday, so play the song. Getting things out of a junk drawer. Finding stuff here in the junk drawer. I um, I think. Oh wait, let me let me dig in the junk drawer, theater of the mind, and find something. And uh, yeah, I wanted to, to mention this. So as the temperatures are dropping, uh, and you're turning your heat on. Don't ignore your ceiling fans. Uh, you can use them to your advantage through the winter to warm your space and save on energy as long as they're spinning in the correct direction. Uh, oh. Yeah. I didn't know this until what? like a year ago. No. It just <laughs> go on with this. I, I, have a, I have a thing. She's got a thing. Oh, I got oh a God. thing. Okay. And she's got a thing. Ceiling fans should she's been run. a lot more irascible since that cable fell out of her back. <laughs> Stop it. Ceiling fans should run in counterclockwise direction in warm weather. This pushes cool air downward and makes your space feel cooler. Uh, note that uh, the fan is not actually chilling the air. It is simply circulating it, creating a breeze. The higher the speed, the breezier it feels. Now, it may seem counterintuitive, but ceiling fans can actually warm your space in the winter when it's cold 
running your fan clockwise to pull uh, to pull cool air upward, pushing the warm air down. Keeping the fan at a low speed will minimize the breezy feeling while maximizing the airflow effect. So I uh, would not be benefiting from this because I like that breeze the cooler all all year round. Well, so, Steve, yeah. don't worry because it's freezing either way. <laughs> My brother and sister-in-law do this all the time. They've got a fireplace in their living room and in the winter time, they change the direction of the fan. They put the fireplace on and then they put the fan on in hopes of what you're explaining. And we're looking at a diagram, which sort of makes sense, except it's a bunch of crap because I freeze every time I go over there. And I've got to make sure that I've got an extra jacket or a sweatshirt every time I go over there in the wintertime because it's cold in their living room when they put the damn fan on. So your contention is it does not, in fact, no. circulate the warm air and it actually still makes you cool. It's still a it's breeze. Still, it's still a breeze. It's, it's still a breeze. It's not like it's a... I don't feel like it's a warm breeze. It makes me cold. I turn, I'm forever turning their fan off and then sitting in the living room. It's nice when the fireplace is on in the living room, but the right, second yeah. they turn that fan on, it's cold. It's Wait, a so, breeze. So when it's warmer, though, the, the the it should be drawing the air upward and, and not causing much of a breeze. I mean, well, the, the, the air does circulate. No, it, but. so it's supposed to, the fan is supposed to, so the, the hot air is rising and then so the fan is ca- it capturing down. it and then supposed to push it down to you, except it's still pushing down a cold breeze for So me. you go into their house and turn off their fan? Nick, I also blow out their candles. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Current. And yes, also correct, it correct. goes through the checkbook. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so using your ceiling fans correctly could result in lower heating and cooling bills. Uh, the U.S. Department of Energy estimates 30% Savings in the summer and up to fifteen percent in the winter with no change in your company. Do you employ? You have ceiling fans, do you not? I, yeah, but I yeah. Um, we don't put them on unless we want to feel cooled off. I mean, okay. I, I never really. You never do have a heat circulation. Now, um, but you're it, like me. You, you gotta I, have a fan on. I sleep night. with it on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I sleep with the ceiling fan on low just Absol- to keep a little breeze same. going. Yeah. Wait, same. That, but that's not the the no. sound, right? Do you also sleep with the no. box fan? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't use a box fan. I use a uh, my phone. Oh, phone. Okay. I, I've got a, a noisemaker thingy. Steve, we have a room off of our living room that has a ceiling fan. That the ceiling in that room is a little bit higher, and so I like having that ceiling fan on because it just helps with like air circulation around the house, and it moves warm air from you know one room to the other. Like it, it, it makes yeah. the rooms a little more even tempered. So we we have uh, so it's uh, an 1880 house. We have those old style radiators. You know the, the, yeah, the yeah. big metallic ones. They're awesome. They're great for conducting yeah. heat. Uh, oh, they're really tremendous. efficient. Believe it or so, not. Yeah. yeah, and so ultimately. Um, you know, uh, uh, we have a ceiling fan on, and one, uh, same thing, uh, Nick, removed, and it just, it, I like to feel that the air is circulating. Yeah, I'm with you. Th- that I'm alive. So if you're not sure which way your fan is currently spinning, set it to the lowest speed, stand beneath it, and look up. Blades that spin right to left are going counterclockwise, and you'll probably be able to feel the cooler air. Feel uh, the blades air. spinning left to right are moving clockwise the correct direction for winter. And you'll also feel cold air. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you also have to place the blades when you're, hmm. the fan has to, it has to be placed properly. You can place them in different ways. Oh, you mean the, the yeah, way the, 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 the fan blades right, are the angled? Fan blades, yes. Uh, I wonder if maybe that's their issue. Could be. Maybe they sold it upside down. That would have to do with the actual the the the, the bracket that holds right, the right. fan blades on there. So I think you I think they're pretty standard, but I'm not really sure. We have this uh, pressing this text that came in. We have these uh, symbols on the remote. So there's a snowflake uh, symbol on the remote to turn the fan on because the oh. ceiling fan so up high up so high, and the snowflake symbol means you're circulating cool air, and then there's a sun symbol and that means you're circulating in theory, Kathy. <laughs> but Kathy's here to say that is not the case. <laughs> 
And that uh, it, it, you do. And do, this is what they do. You say. Ex- often accept their invitations, or do you do you let them know ahead of time they better make accommodations? No, listen. Like I mean, I've told them. Yeah. I've said this is a, a bunch of you people are animals. <laughs> and I brought this up because uh, they recommend that uh, a good time to change it is uh, daylight saving time. Uh, ah, okay. and, so and also your uh, smoke detector. Yep, you should change the uh, the batteries. I'm gonna do one more. All, All right, right. Do one more. Cut. Sorry. All right, a team of plumbers has baffled the internet after claiming most people are using their garbage disposals wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, plumbers at Prime Plumbing in Baltimore, Maryland went viral on TikTok after asking several employees to name one thing you should never put down your garbage disposal, and some of the answers oh. might surprise you. And I found this out a couple of years ago. Uh, we had a clogged drain, so we had Horizon Services come by, and the guy, you know, we had a clog, and he said yeah. a lot of this is coming from your garbage disposal and he said a lot of people think that it just everything flushes right through there he said it's not true and then he gave me a list of things to never put oh, in okay, there what is it um well i'll tell you what he told okay. me he's like never put eggshells in there never okay. which seems and i was totally to me like surprised. obvious that yeah. you could put down there but he said the membrane inside the shell is gets, like a net and gets stuck and it gets stuck in there what he about said, screwdrivers he said don't ever probably not screwdrivers uh, but that was one of the things he said don't eat in fact he said avoid putting food down there at all costs unless you absolutely have to because throw it in the trash can does yeah. that not seem like what those yeah. things were invented for yeah. uh, you're right? also specifically never supposed uh, supposed to put potatoes in there because ah. they, they turn to glue Okay, ah. so here's some of the answers. Out of the six plumbers who weighed in, half of them were against putting anything in the garbage disposal, including food. We've never uh, had a garbage disposal. Oh, really? really? Never. Oh, wow. In all my all my life, I've never had a garbage disposal. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I like putting ice down there. Uh, so the others uh, recommended steering clear of chicken bones, rice, eggshells, or anything starchy like potatoes. potatoes. Yep. Yeah. Because it'll turn? They become use in the potatoes. potatoes. They said the oh. sole purpose of the garbage disposal is to shred food waste into pieces small enough to pass through the plumbing, which is why viewers were confused. They that, Like people wrote, so why do we have a gar- garbage yeah. disposal then? Um, I think for like whatever falls in there, like the, the extras, like you're yeah. not supposed to. I mean, Your I, wedding ring. Well, I know, no, I know people who will like throw, okay, so I know somebody who, who will throw um, a, a lemon in there. So they'll cut the lemon in half, right. squeeze yeah. it into, and then throw it down there supposedly to make it smell nice. Or Is that okay? But it's like, I don't know, yeah. it's that big, giant lemon. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'll do I that every do now that. and then. Yeah? Yeah. And it'll chop oh, up sure. the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Those things are brutal, man. They they shred yeah. stuff to pieces. So brutal they can't handle an eggshell. I hate it when uh, popcorn kernels get uh, down there. I don't put them down there on purpose. <laughs> they just rattle around in there forever. Never. I, I, gets cut I have no problem uh, sticking my hand down in there and pulling stuff out. I know it freaks some people out to stick their you'll, hand. You'll yeah. turn it off. Of, I yeah, do yeah, turn yeah. it yeah. off when That's, I do that. No, Mark. but I'm, I, I don't. I will never stick my hand down in the garbage. It just scares me. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, this is how many stories I thought it was off. Wait, remember when I had to um, put the garbage disposal on when the fish jumped down there? Yes. And Jace watched the whole thing. <laughs> I don't remember him watching it. Yeah. I was changing. Well, the, she made sure she recorded it with her phone. Uh, no, I was changing the water in the tank and he was little and he was like sitting at the counter and the thing literally just jumped out of the little cup that I had put yeah. it in and it went right down and I was like goodbye cruel world I didn't know what to do I freaked out and I was like oh and I f- hit the switch <gasps> you panicked and killed it yes 
instead of sticking my hand down there and trying to get them. I can finally kill this fish and make it look like an accident. <laughs> Sliced them up, the poor thing. He was so pretty. Oh, by the way, a text your says... Your turtle's dead. By the way, a text says, as a 37-year master plumber, I can tell you the garbage disposals are the worst thing in the world. Huh. The worst thing in the world. I think they're being a little Hitler was pretty bad. <laughs> so the plumbers may have been overly cautious, but they weren't entirely wrong. The issue is not with the garbage disposal itself, but with the plumbing it's attached to. If you use it as a trash can, you might end up backing up your pipes, fats, oils, grease, starchy foods, eggshells, shellfish, coffee grounds, what? and vegetable peels can all clog plumbing. Whereas fruit, fruit pits, vegetable scraps, corn cobs, cooked meat, small bones, leftovers, and ice were all given a stamp of approval. I heard ice actually helps a little bit. Like sharpen it? I don't know if there's any legitimacy to it or not, but uh, I, I think that, it, that there is, so I do it. Okay. I'll tell you what. So ice serves a purpose if you're ever looking to clean out a coffee carafe. You put the, um, like, uh, um, crushed ice. Oh, yeah? And, and then shake run it? it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, just shake, shake the ice. Yeah. It's oh. kind of a, uh, an abrasion yep, yep. on the inside of it. Okay, I can see that. Uh, but but uh, well, th- that seems fairly limited, Preston. Kathy, so. I, I think you're right about that, though. So you're washing dishes, and even though you've you've gotten as much off into the trash can as you can, there is still some residual material yeah. that's left, and that stuff's going to get down in the drain. And if you don't uh, use a disposal for that, that over time can clog up a regular, you right. know, yeah. unless, of course, you have a little... I'm disenchanted. A little uh, strainer. Sit- of a strainer that will catch that stuff. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I thought, would you guys have trash compactors? No. no. Oh, Dude, I, my my neighbors kid, used to, yeah. Growing up, that's what, I mean. Is we, that worth a damn? We had the trash compactor. You know, I recently, um, I was at the shore and we rented a house uh, and it had a trash compactor and then they also had trash cans next to the island. Like, And there was not even a bag in the compactor. So I'm like, why do that? Why? If no one's using it. Ours, yeah. ours was noisy, man. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And yeah. we used to and just. Why? And, and wait, as we got older, we just compacted it. Finally, oh, my yes. mom would be like, somebody take the take trash it out. out. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the trash can is all about delaying how long before you take it out. Yeah. You, I, yep. you know, I know, they should just put a ramrod <laughs> next to the trash can in my house just so you can, people can push it down as far as they possibly can until. Me is the one who ends up taking the initiative to take it so out. So we have a full, like we have a big garbage can with the with the the lid, you know, that is sort of a metallic, high volume, and then our recycle garbage can is huge because you're always emptying that friggin' thing. Yeah. Hang on, real quick, one call. It's all we have time for. I'm going to go to uh, Austin. Hey, Austin. Good morning. <laughs> What's up, Austin? Uh, not much. I just wanted to uh, interject on the garbage disposal and how amazing they are. Okay. Um, I remember going on a date with a young woman and went to her house for dinner, and she cooked some vegan chili. Um, it was about as good as you could expect. Um, I did not like it. I told her I did not like it. And she proceeded to get upset and pour the entire pot of chili down the garbage disposal. Mm. And just completely shred all of that up. And I was like, oh, like, is this thing not going to clog? Like, what is going on? You were so impressed. Uh, I was just impressed by how these things are. And I, I, I don't want to date you again, but I want to get one of these. <laughs> so, so did it cause any problem? 
No, it didn't. I couldn't so, believe it. It all went down, and it was a very awkward silence. And uh, yeah, I had to soon make my exit on that one. Well, you, you, thank you, Austin. Yeah, it's it's over time that this stuff is going to build right. up. Yes, you can put a whole bunch in there, and it'll it'll chop it up and send it through. But over time, there are things that are going to collect in there, and eventually, you're going to have so a problem for throwing a hissy fit. Uh, that's probably good. The, the garbage disposal, right? You get full presentation. You can turn on the machine. Totally. <laughs> I, you don't want this. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, it is good for presentation. Yeah, like yeah. That, so. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, they recommend using it as minimally as possible. I've changed my tune on it since I we had our since the guy the horizon dude. He's like, here, I'm going to give you the full scoop. I'm not getting one then. Yeah. So, all right. Anyhow, that's it. Junk drawer. We're closing Done. it up. Let's oh, shut it, it down because we need to take a break. Yeah. 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 By the way, Kyle uh, singing on that particular junk drawer jingle. Uh, his band, the FM band, are going to be playing food trucks and fireworks. Yay! A week from Monday at the event. So you can come out and catch Kyle live on stage as you're getting some grub and getting ready for the fireworks, which will start at 8 o'clock. You can go to WMMR.com slash campout and get all the information. Camp out after dark. We announce all these great things. There's going to be a, a quiz night. There's going to be the food trucks and fireworks. Obviously, there's a free T-shirt night that's coming up. We're doing a movie night. All kinds of stuff. A week from Monday, it starts. We're going to take a break. We'll get to the B-File when we return. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's officially put a stamp on this Friday morning. Pizza, 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 
to the weekend. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Got junk, want it gone? Then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military, family owned and operated. Visit J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. This first Bizarre File story could be the entire bizarre file. Are you kidding? A tragedy of Shakespearean proportions appears to be brewing in North Dakota. A jealous girlfriend has been charged with poisoning her boyfriend to death with antifreeze as he went to collect a $30 million inheritance check. But the family claims... That they were both scammed in this thing. Stephen Edward Riley Jr., 51 years old, fell ill as he went to the airport on September 3rd to collect the surprise multi-million dollar payday. Police say his girlfriend, Ina Thea Kenoyer, had poisoned him, leading to his death. Two days later, a gruesome act that cops said was driven by financial motives. All right, now, Riley, a construction worker, had big plans for the millions that he was about to receive, but apparently didn't want her to share in them and had planned to break up with her. But according to Ryan Riley, the victim's 21-year-old son, the couple had unwittingly fallen victim to an online scam and there never was any money. My mind. Whoa. That's incredible. According to Ryan. And so funny. His, his dad had received an email from a person who claimed to be a lawyer for an, un, from an unknown distant relative and Come organized on. to meet him at Minot Airport to sign off on the cash. You, what, you, there's a thousand questions. Ryan said he wasn't suspicious before he went to the airport, but he was convinced that he had inherited the money and was going to receive it when the supposed lawyer landed. He said he planned on getting a of land, giving me and some of my brothers a chunk, opening his own auto shop, oh, but the supposed lawyer never showed up. It was a scam. It was a stranger who managed to trick my dad into believing that it was true. Well, now I feel terrible. Ryan added that uh, Knoyer, the woman, also believed Riley, a father of five adult sons, was going to receive the unexpected windfall, and it was her motive for allegedly killing him. Ryan said they weren't happy. My dad wanted to leave her for a while. Uh, she just never worked and was leeching off him. She was extremely lazy and never did anything. She said, my, he said, my dad was a very caring person and would go out of his way to help those around him. Ryan, who's in the military and based in Texas, said that he took emergency leave to rush North Dakota when he learned that his dad was in the hospital and visited him following his home following his death. He said it was nasty conditions, dog waste almost everywhere, dirty clothes scattered all over the house, trash seemed to be endless, nothing there was clean. <sighs> Knoyer told investigators she was entitled to some of Riley's inheritance as his common-law wife and planned to split the money, which she estimated to be about $30 million with his son. However, North Dakota does not recognize common-law marriages, marriages, so her claim would have been dubious from the start. So how are they going to split the money that doesn't exist? Oh, there's no money, yes, yeah. uh, uh, Riley became ill when he went to meet with the lawyer to collect the massive inheritance Ooh. sum. Witnesses told investigators, and Knoyer uh, didn't call 911 until the next day when paramedics arrived to find Riley unresponsive in his home. He died at the hospital the following day. Knoyer told authorities Riley had suffered from heat stroke. 
when he became ill, but an autopsy later found that his death was caused by poisoning from ethylene glycol, the main chemical used to make antifreeze. Uh, uh, six cents. Which police allege a Knoyer fed him. Investigators searching the couple's home located a Windex bottle <sighs> containing what was suspe- suspected to be antifreeze. A beer bottle and plastic mug also suspected of containing antifreeze were located in the garage. So he, he obviously didn't do any sort of real checking into the validity of this thing, and uh, at least on the surface believed it, but what? That's unbelievable. Knoyer seemingly had an up-and-down relationship with Riley, who had previously written about uh, her apparent disdain for him in a series of Facebook posts. Uh, Knoyer's being held without bond, as you can imagine. Have they been able to trace the the uh, the no. people who... Uh, that tried to scam them? No. Yeah. The alleged killing is the latest in a string of domestic poisonings across the nation by scorned partners hoping to cash in on the victim's fortune. But I'm sure, Steve, they're going to try and figure out yeah. who was a, that part of it as well. Certainly connected. Yeah. All right. A Utah man was infuriated and left in shambles after realizing that he drank urine instead of what he thought was a milkshake that he ordered from Grubhub earlier this week. Oh, um, we, we learned earlier this week it could have been a lot worse. Caleb Woods said that he decided to order fries and a milkshake from Chick-fil-A off of the Grubhub app, but knew that something was up when he took a sip from the beverage that he claims made him sick afterwards. He said, when I started eating my meal upon delivery, <laughs> oh, I put no. a straw in my cup that was delivered and I took a sip. I soon discovered that the cup delivered to me from Grub, the Grubhub driver was a warm cup of urine. Kiss boy! Woods said he immediately called the driver back to his house and let him have it on the phone for basically poisoning him with a cup of piss. <laughs> Footage from Woods' home security camera shows the moment the Grubhub driver returns to the home and comes face to face with him. He said, did you confuse the cups? Because, like, dude, it's a half full cup of pee. Oh, so God. perhaps there's a restaurant in town called Cup of Piss. He said, do you realize that this is pee? As he holds up the styrofoam cup, Woods said the driver expressed him that what happened, uh, expressed him what happened and told him that he had two styrofoam cups in the car, oh, but confused man. his milkshake for the urine-filled cup. Ow! The driver also admitted that he clocks long hours and relieves himself in the car because he doesn't really take bathroom breaks. By the way, the piss would be warm. But the bizarre storyline gets even better. Woods said that he called Grubhub to get his money back, though he wasn't quite given the compensation he desired. He said, I think I think the order cost like 25 bucks. They re- they refunded like $18 of the actual food cost. Oh, you drink a cup of pee? Yeah. No. Grubhub has since put out a statement. They said we took immediate action with the driver and ended his contract with us. We're following up with the customer to, uh, and, uh, to apologize and are coaching the representative who was previously in coaching? touch. Well, no, the person who was in touch with oh, the customer. Okay. Uh, on how to apologize to someone. And by the way, don't eat that brownie. All right, and then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. We'll end with this one. From an Alaskan jail cell, mom is coming to grips with the fact her belief that the world was ending last weekend was wrong. It's got to be a letdown. Uh, Spring Thibodeau's alleged doomsday prophecy came to an end (sighs) with her arrest on Friday. It didn't happen. Authorities located her, her brother Brooke Hale, her adult daughter, and her 16-year-old son who was listed as a missing person near the Alaska-Canada border. Spring and Book had felony warrants for their arrest for custodial interference out of Arizona. Her husband, Ben Thibodeau, uh, was allowed to speak to the 
judge by phone. Ben had filed for divorce earlier this month and requested an emergency full custody of their son, Blaze, last week after the dis- he disappeared. Uh, ben had flown to Fairbanks to reunite with the team. Ben actually asked for leniency for his wife's bond. He said, she's a very spiritual person. She just took it a little bit too far. <laughs> I'm stunned to hear that Alaska's attached to Canada, Preston. Ben told the judge that he met with his wife at the jail prior to the court appearance and she shed, and he shed more light on the alleged doomsday beliefs his wife and brother-in-law. I said she assumed the end of the world was going to happen this weekend. Obviously, it's not. So they're all realizing that they've got to go back and reassess things that they've been reading. Uh, Spring and Brooke were uh, taking Blaze to the wilderness to fulfill a role in the second coming of Christ. Uh, the Alaskan judge held a firm $500,000 bond for both wow. defendants, uh, saying that it presented a big concern. The judge reasoned that Spring had delusional beliefs about the end of the world, and whether they be spiritually based or organically based, she took extreme action to remove the child illegally from Arizona. Well, so she they're going to be extradited. There had been a number of people in the past who have predicted the end of the world, and that turned out to be right. Right. Yeah. So why should she be any different? All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we will be back in a moment. We'll have stuff to give away. The connoisseur. Oh. All the clips and all the stories is coming up when we return. So hang out. We'll be back in just a moment. Preston and Steve's 26th annual Camp Out for Hunger. Supporting Phil Abundance. Starting November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. All week live from the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, we'd love to see you. So stop out with your donations and say hey. There are daily individual donor prizes plus some cool Camp Out swag too. And grab a free cup of more coffee thanks to Duncan. Easy drop-off is available all week at the Camp Out site. Powered by NRG. Or make a cash donation on-site at the Acme Markets tent. Or at the register of your local Acme store. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. From 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Made possible by Event Quip, Comcast Business, Skelly's Amusements, Injury Recording and Production, Precision Solutions, and Pepsi. Hey, hey. Order up. Time it's to- time for the connoisseur. Friday morning. Yeah, bro. It's a more relaxed announcer for the connoisseur. I like him. He's a little chill. Well, no sad bro, you know. No sad bro at all. All right, so we're going to go through some uh, stories that have to do with food and drink because, listen, man, uh, when when prepping for show, our shows every day, I... Every single day, I come across food and drink related stories. There were there were like four today. Yeah. And they, 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 it, let's face it: you eat and you poop. Yeah, these That's are what happens. Happen. And you drink too. And well, sometimes. And we're going to start with this story: uh, M and M's infamous pasta shout out in "Lose Yourselves" opening, oh. uh, with of course the lyrics: "His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti." Yeah. Well, it is a physically materialized past the borders of his hometown. While he had opened the Mom's Spaghetti restaurant in Detroit. Uh, back in 2021, he is now whipped up 25-ounce jars of his mom's spaghetti pasta sauce, huh. which is available for nationwide shipping. I, do you think um, the um, some small um, or like a couple of restaurants based around his mom's spaghetti could get some traction or does I think, he not see the merit in that? I think the name alone, Mom's Spaghetti, right? makes you go, 
I should go try that. Mom's yeah. spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. I think so. Um, I, I'm Listen, I'm willing to try this sauce. I'm willing to try any uh, spaghetti sauce. I love a nice marinara. I yeah. don't, do you guys have a go-to, though, with your uh, My wife brand? Has, brand. has a brand that is, it's a really good brand, um, and I, I forget what it is, but it, it um, for me, is a perfect tomato sauce. I like Newman's. Okay. I like Newman's Ooh. own. There's a variety of pretty good ones. Lorraine yeah. Newman's. Yeah, we've been no. um, lately a Rouse. R-A-O. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Marissa? Ooh, Casey, that's good stuff. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, all I was going to say was, um, besides the restaurant, Steve, uh, every time he plays a festival, he has a food truck set up. Right. Called Mom's Spaghetti. And, like, it's... Have you had? A no-brainer. It, I did. And it was very much just like a, um, like, fire hall, like, it was a, a tin of spaghetti covered in sauce. Would you, would you okay. say, that was would you, what was it, what was the, what was the quality? Did you like it? It was like a fire hall, fire hall event. So stand, <laughs> yeah, no, nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing dazzling. Not so maybe that's okay. But the restaurant probably is better, and I'm sure the sauce is great. All right. It was more of just like a you walk by it and you're like, well, I have to get that. Right. Says right. mom on it. Right. I can't believe Rouse is your sauce because I had a sponsor last week and all week I think I pronounced it incorrectly. Oh, I might be pronouncing it incorrectly uh, as well. I, I don't okay. know because there was a recorded spot too, and I think it was uh, different than what I was. How saying. do you spell it? R A O. Yeah. R A O. Rao. 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 I don't know. Kayak? I don't know. Kayak, I think. So the the one thing, I, I don't like uh, jarred um, sauce. Farts. Farts. No, stop. Come on. <laughs> you don't like jarred sauce. tell a quick story. Okay. okay. So when you're when you're oh, giving thanks, guys. when you're giving someone a, a bag of spaghetti, Kathy, what what, what so uh, sauce do you put on it? I don't love any jarred sauce. Like I I, I can mm. tolerate some of it, but I'm not a big fan. And the reason is, believe it or not, my mother who made bland chicken and potatoes my entire life, the only thing before my grandmother, my my Italian grandmother, taught my mom before she passed away was how to make her own sauce. Okay. So my mom actually makes a great pasta sauce. Well, then that, I need to try this that we love, and every you know, we've been eating it our entire life. So it's hard for me then to to eat the jarred stuff. Your mom's the Irish. Or my mom is the Irish. Yeah, dad's Italian. Dad's Italian. So my dad's mother before she and she passed away very oh, young. Okay. Um, I was only I think I was four um, when she passed away. So okay. before she passed away, that was what she. <laughs> Doesn't your dad make Janis Joplin's lasagna? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so well, listen. Uh, yeah, I can understand that sometimes the, oh. the Irish cuisine is not quite what you want it to be. Has the recipe been handed to you? Well, so I, I have forever been saying this, that I need to learn how to do it. My mom's like, it's so easy. You need to learn it and know it by heart. Yes. And, and, not, and that's what she yeah. does. Yeah. That, that's exactly pinch what she does. Pinch of this, pinch of that. Yeah. I know. And yep. I really shouldn't wait any longer. I, I need to learn how to make Yeah. Something. Do you know what you should do? You got to make it weekly to get used to making to it. To get used to yeah. making it. Get, I know. Get it tattooed on that, uh, to that cable. Uh, Stop. Out of it's no. just, you know what? It, it, it goes back to, and this is just lazy and dumb and I, I know, but um, how time consuming it is. And that's what bothers me about it is because I don't enjoy it. So now I'm taking up you know, a large portion of my day. Yeah. But yeah. I have to learn how to make it. I, I abs- It's my grandmother's recipe. I don't cook anything. My mom really doesn't cook that much, but she can do that well. It's the kind of thing you could make a number of jars of, right? You could, you could, oh, yeah, sure. just, so make a lot sure, of them and then yeah. just hold on to it. Yeah, that's it. My, uh, my buddy's mom does that. And, uh, and they, she, they, and I've told you this before, but they basically have like a secret, um, um, room in their closet and it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, 
It's filled with mason jars of, really? of the, the sauce that she makes. Huh. And James it's delicious. mason jars. So I love that case. Like you, you would, you have to try that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you see somebody going to the great lengths to make a great marinara or gravy yeah. or whatever you call it, you got to try it. And it's like a, an all day thing that they'll that she'll do, and it, they'll have sauce for you know weeks and weeks and weeks. And by the way, it's pronounced Rayos. My buddy from uh, Arena Davida okay. says Nick. You legendary. prefer Barilla? Uh, Brill is really good, yeah. That's so if I'm buying jarred stuff. Um, but Steve, you know, my mom's a pretty good cook. And oh, so, I love her. Um, the meatballs. Yeah, and and so the way that when she's doing it right, when she feels like Kathy, she has the time to do it. She'll case it'll be an all day thing. You know, she'll she'll start it. She'll use right. tomato paste. Uh, often raw ingredients that you know she'll sometimes she gardens them, which is pretty impressive. Um, and then Steve, she'll cook the uh, meats if it's a sausage or a meatball, with or without raisins, in it separately, and then put. No. Well, she cooks them separately. Her and dad, puts, uh, you, your then, dad doesn't like the raisins. My dad does not like raisins. See, I know the whole my brothers and I are okay with raisins, <laughs> uh, but she'll cook the sausage and the meatball separately, and then put them in the sauce press and let them continue to cook in the sauce. And then okay. it's just the freaking best. And when you walk into that house and you smell that, Mama mia. oh my god. It's like, it's walking, for me, that's walking into home. What is your mother's maiden name? Penical, which is Italian. Uh, how do you, what's the last letter in there? Uh, e. Okay. P-E-N-E. Because I C-A-L-E. will not uh, eat homemade sauce made by somebody that doesn't have a last name that ends in a vowel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, Mike Penical was by the way, father. The sauce's official site, this is Mom's Spaghetti Sauce, uh, says the first thing about Mom's Spaghetti is that it was born with a clear mission. Taste like a leftover sauce the first time around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those second day sauces bring something else to the table, something seasoned and experienced. They've got no time to mess around. This isn't a sauce that tastes like what your neighbor's Italian grandma would spend all day simmering. No, this is a clean take on a classic jar sauce crafted in the straightest manner. Honest, legit, not saddled with any nonsense. So this is Marissa. This is right at at what you were describing. Um, It says here, because when you set out to put mom's spaghetti in a jar, you're inspired by delivering something that's real, born to be served at street level and born to bring it. This is a sauce that's original and off the shelf at the same time. Just crack open the jar, heat a batch up, and add your favorite, uh, it says add your favorite spaghetti or noodles, (laughs) uh, and you're ready to serve up a dish that won't let you down. And then it says, add powdered parm and serve with some Texas toast with garlic butter uh, for spaghetti's like we serve it up on Woodward Avenue in Dallas. Downtown Detroit. There you go. I'd yeah. try it. I'd give it a shot, but sure. I, think, I think they're going for a no nonsense approach. I'm it's fine kinda, with that too. It's kind of just straight ahead. It's nothing fancy. I doubt it's chunky or anything like right. that. I think it's just going to be straight ahead sauce. Uh, so, anyhow, all right, why don't we play a clip? A food clip to see if you can identify it here with the connoisseur and call if you know what movie this particular... Are we queued up? Yes, yeah. Sir. Which uh, particular uh, movie this clip is from. Steve, you'll like this one. Now, this is where we keep all of our meat. You got 15 rib roasts, 30 10-pound bags of hamburger. You got 12 turkeys, about 40 chickens, 50 sirloin steaks, two dozen of pork rolls, and 20 legs of lamb. You like lamb, Doc? All right, 215-263-WMMR. Also, I played that one from Brett Hamilton. Brett yeah, Hamilton yeah. and I uh, say the, that line, that, that whole series to each other all the time. All right, so next story. Uh, today, November 3rd, is National Sandwich Day. What? It <laughs> is. So the question has to be. Yes. I'm going to ask you first. Favorite sandwich. Your um, favorite I have several favorite sandwich. Favorite sandwich? Favorite. Oh, man, you know what? You keep your sandwich. <laughs> 
I can't put a, I can't say a favorite. Um, I was going to say uh, you can't beat a good turkey club sandwich, uh, but a great go-to is a ham and cheese. I love a chicken salad sandwich, which I just had a few moments ago from uh, Embers. They dropped uh, by some uh, some goodies. Yes, yeah. there's food in there. I thought it was all barbecue stuff. No, no, no. no, no. I love oh, no, no. Salad. It's like next level chicken oh, salad no. too. They're not, they're not effing around. I like um, I like a good uh, roast beef. Uh, you know. Uh, 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 hot roast beef sandwiches. There's too many. I can't. I can't I feel take like we need a great sections. Italian sandwich. No, you're right. There, there's so, so many multi levels. If can't. I'm going to my foundational sandwich, a sandwich that I can always rely on, would be uh, turkey and Swiss. Okay. However, now do people consider hamburgers? Sandwiches. Oh, yeah, let's not hot debate. Dogs. Yeah, I yeah. don't. Let's not debate. Yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I wouldn't. Put, I think it's its own category. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking but a I, turkey club. Or a um, or a, a turkey and Swiss. My easiest go to is just a ham and cheese. That's like uh, you, you can't go wrong with that. It's a, if if it's a, if I'm in a hurry and I want to cook something, slap something together real quick. It's a ham and cheese. I'll go to. No, let me problem. tell you, bro. You slap that turkey and Swiss on a bagel. A little bit of mayo. What you can do, what I find with sandwiches, it's easy to uh, to to quote uh, Emma Lagasse. It's easy to kick them up a notch. Yeah, it's real easy to do if you just add a couple of things besides just the meat and cheese, raisins. If you add a little um, <laughs> lettuce, maybe a little red onion, uh, tomato, obviously. But a little salt and pepper. Mm. A lot of people don't think about putting a little bit of salt and pepper on your sandwich. It makes a big difference. Or even sprinkling a little bit of oregano on it or something like that. It can bring it up a bit. I had a uh, sandwich yesterday, Steve, that I hadn't had in a while. It was turkey, brie, cheese, and, and apple. Ooh. Yes, and man, was that delightful. Where do I oh. get me one of these? Yeah, it was case. It was really good, and um, it served on like a, a bit of a baguette. Ooh. So the bread was crunchy on the outside. Where did you get that? It's a restaurant not too far from my house. Yeah. And, uh, it's flirting a little bit with a Monte Cristo, just a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, but not hot. Right. Uh, right, and um, and so I, yeah, the, and the apple and brie go really well together. They do. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't with brie. Really? Uh, I just, yeah. You're not I'm a soft tried, cheese person, are you? Uh, no, I am. I, just that. It's the it taste. Hard. Like, to me, I would compare that. I know it's a different taste, but I would compare the uh, strength of it to, like, blue cheese. Oh. So, you can you can get different, um, you can get different, uh, you can get mild or sharp uh, breeze. I, I suggest you try a mild breeze sometime. You, if you go to the grocery store, you can usually find ones, and, and they categorize them as that. But I do believe that brie is a bit of an acquired taste. Yeah. I, I remember the first the few taste. times I tried it, I'm like, that's odd. Yeah. I don't know if I like this or not, and now I love it. My wife. Absolutely love my it. My wife. Wife makes a um, like a, a fr- it's a baked brie apricot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can do the whole thing, so bake good. it, and then you put like a uh, yeah. like a jam on it or something yeah. like that. Yeah, jam on it, jam on it, jam jam on it. It's good. All right, so if you are a fan of sandwiches, there are loads of sandwich specials that are happening uh, today, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but I had a list. Do them all. Uh, Capriotti. <laughs> this is jam on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Wiggy, 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 wiggy. Shut up. Um, so, Capriati's sandwich. Okay. You guys ever been to Capriati's? I, I used to love Capriati's. The only thing that they, they, they had a, uh, this sandwich called a Slobby Joe, and it was their roast beef, and they've changed the roast beef that they use. Now, they also have a sandwich called a Bobby, which is, uh, no, it's, it's amazing. Oh, I actually, yeah. I actually yeah. don't want to focus on the sandwiches. They're fries. What? Oh. Ooh. 
the, the way they are sliced. Have you ever you ever had fries like that? No. Or are you not familiar? Never. They're very unique. You would have to find pictures, uh, Connor, of uh, Capriati's fries for you guys to understand. Because I want to see. They slice them in a different way, and they're quite good. So anyhow, these are these are some of the places. Capriati's is having some specials. Uh, Grubhub is actually loaded with some sandwich specials today. Uh, yeah. uh, Jersey Mike's. Who Jersey we love. Mike's. We love, love Jersey Mike's. Thank you so much to Jersey Mike's. They are celebrating as well. Free delivery for orders placed through Jersey Mike's app. All right, picture of Capriati's uh, fries up on the screen here, Preston. What, yeah, what, uh, what so distinguishes them? They're thin, and they're sliced um, wide. It's very... It, it's so not, it looks like a steak fry. Not quite... Yeah, but a thin steak fry. I like it Not that. quite potato chip thin, but a little bit thicker than that. And You're so, saying like a tapered tip? So they're cut... Not necessarily a tapered tip, but um, they... Uh, which allows them to be crispier. Okay. Oh, because they're thinner. So uh-huh. anyhow, it's worth trying. I see what you're saying. Uh, so you also have um, uh, Pizza Hut and Domino's. I guess they make sandwiches too. Pop Belly's got sandwiches. There's no uh, Pop Belly's around here anymore. They're closed. Yeah, yeah. Chick uh, Fil A's there now. Uh, Jimmy John's and uh, Subway all have. Here you go. I'm sorry. Did you want no, to? No, 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 no. I'm done with it. You done with it? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to move on to the next one. you. He's writing something down. He's looking on the page that I'm holding, and and I'm done with this. I'm just going to hand it over to him. So he can have all those specials that you'll take advantage of. He made him the happiest boy. (laughs) I do like to celebrate these national days. Yes. Uh, So it's like, okay, well, where am I going to get a sandwich? Are you going to go to Capriati's? Um... Maybe. All right. We'll try, All right. We'll, we'll, I'm just saying, hey, get the fries. Through the Capriotis, go back to the <laughs> roast beef you used to use in your Slobby Joes. All right. All right. Um, we're going we're, yeah. we're to move on because uh, I got a bunch of stories I want to get to and we're running out of time. So this is uh, this is the clip we're going to play for you, movie clip. Uh, what? Uh, this is a food clip from what movie? Now, this is where we keep all of our meat. You got 15 rib roasts, 30 10-pound bags of hamburger. You got 12 turkeys, about 40 chickens, 50 sirloin steaks, two dozen of pork rolls, and 20 legs of lamb. You like lamb, Doc? All right, we'll go to the phones. <laughs> and uh, we got Pete on the line. Yo, Pete, good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning to see you, Pete. What movie is that from? Oh, it's The Shining. Yes. Yeah. Great Scatman Crothers delivering the lines. And that means we have this for you. You have a pair of tickets to see Mark Marin all in. And that is going to be on Friday, May 3rd at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. And tickets for that show go on sale today at 10 a.m. via AXS.com. All right, Case, let's do this next movie clip. And we will see if someone can win something via this. And... Uh, oh, here it comes. Hold on. Oh, we got it. We just got to queue it up. I don't know where. Well, okay. Hang Let's on. do that one. That's fine. I don't we know. We didn't do that last time. Right. Down one. Okay. Down one. This one. Yes. All right. Cool. We didn't play this from last week. So, um, what movie is this from? Mine cordial. Delicious. Strawberry. Mmm. Rum punch. <laughs> Quite satisfactory. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know what movie that is from. All right, order up. So here is a local story, Steve. I have you in mind exclusively. Thank you. That means a lot. For this one, there is a themed restaurant named Chica. 
which is a Japanese word meaning basement, cellar, or underground place, and it is all Blade Runner themed. Yeah, yeah. I, uh-huh. the, I, I saw a picture of this place. It looks pretty awesome. It was created to bring together foodies, the sci-fi geeks, and the pop culture fans. Uh, it's a unique aesthetic that includes neon, shiny chrome and metal accents, mirror and reflectors, tiled floors, din- uh, diner bar stools, custom slate bar top graffiti, and original artwork. Now, do they serve replicants there or no? <laughs> nope. Uh, well, they may, but yeah. they have some drinks that are named after those things. Skin jobs. So in the kitchen, uh, well, it was created, uh, wait a second, in the kitchen, uh, Glue is proud to introduce Thai-born and Japanese-trained executive chef Dean uh, Levang Sharon, uh, who graduated from Penn State School of Hospitality Management. He's known for his own restaurant that recently closed, which was Ramen Bar in U City. I love ramen. Uh, five styles of ramen to choose from at oh, this restaurant. Yeah, there we go. At Chica. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they have their signature uh, tonkotsu uh, chazuman, uh, Chica's signature Hakata style tonkotsu. Uh, then you have noodle soup topped with marinated cashew pork, shiitake menma, hmm. red pickle ginger, sesame scallions, and drizzled with roasted garlic oil. I think I'm rocking the uh, the chicken. At the bar, look for movie-inspired cocktails that include Deckard, Hannibal Chew, Syrup awesome. Nexus 6, Roy Batty, More Human Than Human, and Electric Sheep. That's all from the movie and the book. Yes. The beverage menu also features a heavy focus on sake by the glass and bottle, uh, sake cups for happy hour, wines by the glass and bottle, and local Japanese beers, plus a section of mocktails. Now, at any point, do the uh, waiters stick their thumbs into your eyes and crush your skull like yes, Rory Batty did? Yes, but you have to ask for okay. that. Uh, so this is Rittenhouse Square, I believe, is where this is located. Is that what I said? Yeah. I, I love so. that concept. Uh, so it's called Chica. And I don't know, it says, openings, uh, this is the fifth opening row this fall. I'm not sure when it opens. I apologize. But you can do a little research and find out about that. All right, let's see if someone knows what movie this is from. Mine cordial, delicious. Strawberry, mmm. <laughs> Rum punch. Quite satisfactory. All right, we're going to go to Jerry, see if he knows. Hey, Jerry, good morning. Morning. Sorry right. to bother you at work. Nah, Jerry, we want to know what movie that's from. What is it? Uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Ah. Correct. And Casey, what are we going to give to Jerry? Jerry got a case of November's Beer of the Month, Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey. Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey is a must this season. A Belgian ale with cranberry, orange, and cinnamon at 10% ABV to all a good night. Marissa just handed me this uh, note. Chica, uh, Chica is now open, and it's huh. at 15th and Sansom ah. uh, near Ladder 15th. So well, okay. I'm going to check that out. Thank I you, love Marissa. the look. All right, uh, new clip, Case, whatever you want. Anyone it's ready to go. All right, no, wait, hold on. Huh? Okay, here's the clip. What movie is this food clip from? Here we go. What sort of lunch is in that lunchbox? <laughs> Let's see here. <laughs> oh, summer squash. Yeah, salmon salad. Succotash. Spice custard. And... <laughs> Honey. All right. Wow. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. All right. 
right. This is uh, a little bit weird. Uh, you can enjoy a twist on a classic American dish. For a limited time, you can enjoy DiGiorno's new Thanksgiving pizza. Thanksgiving pizza. I- I'm listening. Uh, the newest offering features turkey, gravy sauce, potatoes, green beans, cranberries, mozzarella, and cheddar cheese, and crispy onions on a Detroit-style crust. So I had, years ago, they were having a contest at the Couch Tomato and for different uh, designs of pizzas. And someone, uh, one of the chefs made a turkey dinner pizza. The one thing it did not have present was the, was the string beans. But it had the cranberry sauce and everything. Okay. It was good. Okay. It so was very good. It's on a crust, right? Yeah. So do you put a do you put stuffing on it? or is There was the, stuffing on it as well. Because and, I'm and, wondering. And it, it was baked. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm wondering if you could um, season the crust so much that that could act as, as stuffing? stuffing. I don't see why not. There's yeah. no, uh, there's no like tomato sauce, right? No, no. no it's it's a gravy. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, right. By that, I don't mean Italian gravy. It's you know gravy, gravy. gravy. You yeah. It's a gravy. Yeah, turkey gravy, <laughs> turkey yeah. gravy. Thank I you. I would try this. I mean, yeah. it, but I would it's, too. It's not really a pizza, but I, you know, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, you, know, you know what it's more like. I know you hate the word, Kathy. It's like a casserole. No, I like a casserole. I hate the word. I just hate the food. So I know. What I hate about I'm not a big string bean fan. I don't like string beans. Really? Oh, I hate them I, all the time. I, yeah, I oh, hate them. Wow. I don't say I hate them. I just I'll, I won't talk to them in the morning. <laughs> do you like peas? Yes, I do like oh, peas. Because I kind of like put them in, not that they are the same thing, but I kind of put them in the same boat. Not, like either you love them or you hate them. Not oh. only do I like peas, Kathy, uh, I love split pea soup. No, oh, I can't yeah, do it. My good. mom and her progresso split pea. She Ruined it for you? Cra- well, she loves that stuff. Uh, did you guys, when we were in England, did you try the mushy peas? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, didn't. I didn't do much. I was very busy blowing into a road cone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, you know, you mentioned string beans. I call them green beans, but... Um, well, they're different. There, there is yeah. a difference. Yeah, yeah, there's an actual string in, in the string beans. And if, if they're not... And, and they can't... They're nature's and, tampons. And sometimes uh, uh, snap peas, uh, sugar snap peas, will have those too. And if you don't remove it uh, and you bite into it, that string is all... It, it, it bunches up in your mouth and it's horrible. And, and it's almost, for me, like finding hair in your food. That's why I hate I broccoli raw. I hate it. Yeah. Can't stand it. I agree. Uh, yes, absolutely. So it's the texture that kills it. Like the yeah, the components. Are, I got yeah, you. It's not. Yeah. It's really not no. digestible. It's you know. I'm sorry. Not broccoli. Rob. Uh, uh, broccolini. Broccolini. Uh, okay. It, yeah. yeah. It's I'm like eating right. a mouthful of string. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, Wawa has the gobbler. Uh, what's the Primo's version of the gobbler? That's the Pilgrim. But the Pilgrim, they yeah. all. Uh, pale in comparison to the Bobby. Where's that? We're still on the Bobby. I'm telling you, the Bobby at Capriati's is the best turkey dinner sandwich you're going to find. I like mm. I liked Primos a little bit better than the Gobbler. I like yeah. the Pilgrim because I like the bread on the on the Pilgrim. I will tell you this: the Wawa, the, the, that's Wawa's great too. I'm not just yeah. no, I know it, we, not it depends on what, what your mood what mood you're in. But this this pizza is kind of like. That. Yeah. Both of those. Yeah, it's similar to that type of thing. All right, let's see if someone... I'm so goddamn hungry. ...knows what <laughs> clip, this, what movie this uh, food clip is from. Here we go. What sort of lunch is in that lunchbox? Let's see here. Summer squash? Yeah. Salmon salad? Succotash? Spice custard? And... 
Honey. All right, we're going to go to Kathy, see if we can get a winner. Hi, Kathy, good morning. Good morning. All right, what movie is that from, please? Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, we'll yeah. take that. Yeah. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And that means you win. So what do we have for her case? We have a case of November's beer of the month, Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey. It is a must this season, a Belgian ale with cranberry, orange, and cinnamon at 10% ABV to all a good night. Did you see the movie uh, Blood and Honey, Preston? It is the no. Winnie the Pooh horror movie? No. I don't. No. It was hoping for better things. It looks stupid from You're right. the, the trailer I saw, <laughs> so I, I passed on it. But thank you for being the test. Uh, I, I took it. I took a bullet for this. All right. Um, order up. All right. Or no, 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 no. No. I thought so. Not yeah. an order up. This it's our a last mo- one, by It's the a way. movie clip. This is our last one? What? Yeah. We ain't got no more prizes. Bitch. All right. Wait. Let's do it. All right. How what? about one of our bells? What movie is this from? What uh, food clip is this movie? What what movie is this movie food? Is this food clip? <laughs> It's Friday. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, you're in the Radio Hall of Fame. Cut him some slack. Here we go. Where are you boys headed? Canada. Canada. We're going over the border to Canada for some French fries and gravy, sir. Poutine. Canada. Almost made it. All right. 215-263-WMMR right now. Order up. Uh, We'll get to this one. The Happy Customer Index. Uses data from millions of ratings, reviews, and uh, comment sections across websites like Google and TripAdvisor to score restaurants in the categories of quality, staff demeanor, staff dedication, timeliness, order accuracy, price value, and loyalty referral. Uh, and they have the top five restaurants. Uh, wait, no, these aren't five. One, two, three, four. The restaurants that are keeping customers happiest. So, all right. So where you're likely to be absolutely joyous when you go. Here now this, this is area? no no this is considered no this is nationally. Okay. Yeah. This is considered in the fine dining category. Now when I say fine dining, all right. I don't mean uh Friends Casino at a French restaurant. No, no, what I what I don't mean are, are the ultimate elite dining. Like th- right. these are places We're not talking about Nobu. Right. This is a place where we could go to and get a meal, get Everybody. a reservation, no problem. Everybody can go there, but it is considered a level up as far as Understood. the quality goes. So these are the uh eight restaurants that were highlighted as leaders in the fine dining category under those parameters that I just said. Let me ask you something, just yes. a quick question for context. Mm-hmm. Can a th- is it always, is it all about the food? Can the food override an, ice, an unpleasant experience at a restaurant? I don't think so. I, I kind of agree. Well, I mean, like uh, in, in The Bear. Yeah. Obviously, they have to get the food right, but a huge part of that is how the customer is treated. How the customer is treated. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that can overcome a fair amount. Not everything, but a fair amount. Yep, so they all have to all work, right. work together. Let so so this is, and I'm going to start with the number one at the top because I've never been there. It's okay. a restaurant called Steak 48. Yeah, so. Um, Got the best overall rating at 4.72 out of 5. We have, uh, I have a gift card for there. Uh, Michael Barkan and his wife are huge fans. Where Steak is it? 48? Uh, it's Broad Street in Philly. All right, Marissa? It's like a Del Frisco's. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a, you know, it's a fancier. You do have to. Look appropriate. Wear pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got to wear pants. Okay, yeah. so... This, Where's your pants? A few other ones include, and I've been to this one, Eddie V's, uh, Prime Seafood. There's one in King of Prussia. Oh, yeah. It's Wait, fantastic. Eddie V's. Yes, that's the one that I went to, and I thought I was going to, like... I think we had this conversation before, and you got mad at me, but I thought I was going to, like, a Ruth Chris, and I was I walked in, and I was like, no, this is way nicer. Like, oh, I yeah, felt yeah. Like we, I was, we argued that Ruth Chris was... 
I think it was better than than how you perceive it. Like I, I, I perceived I, it more like an Outback Steakhouse, and you perceived it more like Eddie V's. Uh, they, they're they're up, they're up from um, Outback. But he, but yes, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I know, I know that. But that's why I was just yeah. making the comparison. But. I didn't know that Eddie V's was as nice as it was. Oh, and yeah. I went, I was very casually dressed. I think I had sneakers on. And I was like, oh, oh you no. should have gone to I David Lee's. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy, not only do I wear pants to Eddie V's, but I also style my back hair. Mm. Uh, you put a little bows on <laughs> it. So the, the bow on your back, your back muff is exquisite. <laughs> your back muff looks extraordinary this evening, sir. Your usual table. When I saw Eddie V's uh, in King of Prussia, I, and my initial thought was, Eddie Vedder opened a restaurant. Right, I, right. I, yeah. All right, the hands <laughs> of the vagina. Let me go through a few others of these. So Eddie V's uh, came in uh, second at 4.69 out of five. Then you have Chuck Luck's Ocean's Finest Seafood and Crab. True Luck. Oh, True Luck. I'm sorry. Did I say Truck Luck? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Christ. Truck Luck would have caught my attention. Truck Luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truck Luck. Uh, it, it rated at 4.66. Do we have any of those around here? No. Not that, that is- I know of. And it's called Truck Luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the Chili Pepper song, right? Uh, Chuck Luck. Yeah. Chuck Luck. Flam, flam. Boot cut. Truck <laughs> Luck. Truck Luck. Truck Nuts. All right. Truck Nuts. Oh, truck my nuts. God. There's truck a great the place. Restaurant. There you go. Truck Nuts. Truck Nuts, the restaurant. Yeah. What do you got today? Well, we got some uh, legumes. <laughs> yeah, legumes. Legumes. <laughs> All right. Uh, then, you have, <laughs> then you have the Capitol Grill. Oh, I like Capital Grill. Yep, Capital Grill. Pressure as well, right? Yeah. Yep, uh-huh. there is. I got the um, nice knives there. <laughs> they do. Yes, I got a set. I got a set. I have yeah. a set of those knives so at home. Yeah. yeah. They. I they think they gave, no, no. I they think they for, gave them to us. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Because I also had a set of those knives. <laughs> the general manager is a big fan of the That's show. Right. It's my French location. Yeah, and he came to camp out for hunger, and he gave us a set of knives. Okay. That's why I have them. All right. So you said he, but my friend's wife was a manager at that King of Prussia one. Okay. Hmm. But yeah, I think we all have uh, the knives. I don't think I do. Well, I don't either, Steve, so that's okay. But do you guys know what, like, Barclay Prime, they come out with a box? Yes. And you can do, like, a ninja star and, like, different knives like they that? Have, they have, yeah. a, they have a, a, a knife pairing uh-huh. that they wow. do for you. Like, I, I, I use... want the knife. <laughs> I... Uh, Marissa, I used one that was made by Ferrari. Oh. I kid you not. Want the knife. Okay. I uh, I think that little flourish, something like that, like letting you select your knife that way is cool. Mm. All right, so the Capitol Grill uh, got 4.65. Then you have Ocean Prime. Oh, yeah. I like that one, too. That, there's one in the city somewhere. Okay. So we assume yeah. that that is the Prime family, and it is a seafood-based restaurant? It's like Optimus Prime, Steve. It is. All right. Oh, it's a transformer. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what transformer? It's right on the corner of Sansom near Chica. Are you enjoying your food? It's near Chica. <laughs> It used to be that Italian joint, right? I mean, not Italian, uh, Hawaiian. Hawaiian joint, yes. It's easy to confuse them. I know. That's that Hawaiian burger (laughs) joint, right? right. My name is Calula La Margiano. Uh, All right, so then you have uh, Fleming's Prime Steakhouse and Wine Bar. There's one of those in uh, Radnor near where the harvest used to be, That's still open? Yeah, Fleming's is still open, yeah. And they opened a... And Amada, where Harvest used to be. Okay. And then, oh, oh, oh. Then, you guys, the, the last two, you may be a little surprised to see on this list. Fogarty Show. Oh. Mm. 
was ranked uh, in the top eight at I number seven. I wouldn't be surprised. No, at that. I think they they do the, the that that Brazilian stuff. And, right. and of the Brazilian steakhouses, they're I would say the decor. Like, well, no, like they're they're the fanciest out of them. They're the they're, cat's pajamas. They're the, the bee's fun, knees. They're the fine dining of yeah. them. Now the last one, and I was just here last weekend for as my wife wanted to go there for her birthday because we had a big party of ten people. Uh, the melting pot is on oh, there. Oh wow, that one and, surprises me. And we will we will yeah. go from time to time. Uh, just because it's fun, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and you do end up leaving full. I'm just, uh, but yes. No, no, go ahead. Finish reading. <laughs> I'm no, surprised I, I, you didn't invite Steve. Are you going to talk about having to cook your own food? As, no, uh, no, okay. no, 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 no. I went there and I had a nice time with you. I was just wondering who made the cut um, of your uh, your party of ten. I was just wondering who your friends were. <laughs> <laughs> who your ten friends were? Yeah. <laughs> Your real friends. I know. I know. Steve. It was the the Lasics. It was the Chapmans. Okay. The Millers. And the Millers. Okay. And my children. And your children. It was Rochelle's birthday, not Preston's. No, I I know that. But Rochelle and my wife are friends. I mean, we. You're not though. We're down the shore together, and obviously, you're not that good of friends. Apparently, I wasn't invited. You guys are always busy with the D'Amico's, so we don't. Ah, rip that bandaid off right now. That's deep. <laughs> Cut me Let me ask. Now. It's getting tense in here. I'll tell you what. I'll take you to the melting pot. <laughs> no, Steve, you hate the melting hate, pot. You're definitely not. I hate it. Too. I'm going to show just I don't, to piss him off. I, I, like, I don't. Well, Kathy, I'm terrified of the melting pot. Let me put it that way. Only because I've had I've had food poisoning, uh, not from the melting pot. It's phenomenal, but just in, in my in, just in general. Yeah. And so when I'm asked, given the option of cooking my own chicken, I literally have my iPhone there timing each piece yeah, yeah. because I have to make sure because I'm so nervous. I can't but remember what I really love with the melting pot. The desserts. Yeah? Oh. Do you have to cook those yourself? Well, I can't well, remember. You can go. You do. Uh, you can do just, uh, Steve, if you want to avoid that, you can do the bread and cheese and, and dessert. The, the, and that's it. The bread and, and cheese alone is a meal. That's enough for a meal. You you don't have to do entrees. And I don't have to worry about um, undercooking my chicken. Because nope. then you're, you're not cooking anything then. You're just yeah. fun doing Kathy, it. Kathy, I'm basically yeah. freeloading at the melting pot. Mm. All right. They, they chased me out of there. So I was surprised to see them on this list yeah. of uh, restaurants that are keeping customers the happiest. Uh, so it has. It's an overall. Do um, so they have the same metric. ranking for brothels? I don't know, but I would think so. Uh, yeah, right? Probably. In order of quality control. Customer yeah. service. All right, we need to find a winner and uh, see if somebody knows what clip uh, this movie uh, or what. <laughs> What movie? This food? God, I can't say it. Where are you boys headed? Yeah. To Canada. We're going over the border to Canada for some french fries and gravy, sir. Poutine. Canada. Almost made it. All right, let's go to Rachel, see if we can get a winner. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Rachel, what movie is that from? Super Troopers? Yeah. Oh, nice. And here's what we have for you as a prize. Hey, Rachel, we got a case of November's Beer of the Month. That is Victory Brewing's Merry Monkey. It is a must nice. this season. And maybe you could share that with your favorite eight friends. I don't know. It is a Belgian <laughs> ale with cranberry, orange, and cinnamon at 10% ABV to all a good night. All right, we're done. That's it. Connoisseur next week. We'll get to it, but get out and eat something, if you will, please. Has this been an eye-opener for you as to who you have to invite to your next party? Apparently so. Yes, I think that's it. <laughs> uh, when we return, though, we'll have a good friend. Stop by. Ted, Ale- Ted Alexandro is in town. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club, so we'll get Ted M. Spend some time with him. Don't forget our Word of the Week prize. We're giving that away this morning in the not-too-distant future. And we'll be back in a sec. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, Hey, Alexa. Open MMR. 
Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe... Hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 and 10 p.m. shows. And there's one young man who this person is very important to in the studio. He was Nick McWayne's first ever live comedy show. Popped his cherry. popped Nick's comedic cherry. Is that right? Please welcome Ted Alexander. You guys spring that on me just as we start. Yeah. Didn't make you all misty. Yeah, I mean, it was really. Uh, the Comedy Cabaret, if I remember correctly, was in Northeast Philly yeah. on, on a Red Off City Avenue. And this was before Philly had the wonderful comedy clubs that it has now, uh, like Helium. And um, we went and saw you. It was me and a bunch of college friends. And you killed it then. And I'm still a fan to this day. Um, but it was a really interesting night for us, Ted, because you had a few openers who were very, very green and not funny. And yeah. it, it was one of those moments where, like, you're watching people up in the spotlight, and it was awkward. And then you, I, you saved the night. <laughs> yeah. I, we were all so grateful that you were there because oh, you good. were so damn funny. And uh, uh, sadly, the other people weren't. But, man, it, it, well, was, uh, yeah, it was a really great night for us. Thank you. Well, that's the key when you're starting out is book people <laughs> who, who are not. Yeah, who suck. <laughs> and then you come on and save the day. Right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'm wondering when when is that a good thing? Or I mean, at, at some point you want somebody who gets people warmed up, who gets him in the laughing comedic no. mode. Yeah, for sure. You got You the thing is, you, in those early gigs, you do have to dig out of a lot of holes. Yeah, and you know that's kind of the gigs that you take and the gigs that come along. So that's a good thing. But like you say, as you get better, yeah. it's nice when everyone's good. Yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, and they you, leave with a, a good show total. You uh. start to pair with people who are not 
not you on stage, right. that, that that accent the way you are. For you. And, and do you have a, a preferred opener that you know? Yeah, I'm sure you have a, a roster of people you would love. Well, you to- know, you know what's funny now is I've been touring with Jim Gaffigan for seven years, oh, wow. so Jim's I great. I open for him. Ah, so it is kind of a nice compliment. You know, different styles, different point of view. So it makes for a nice show. But what's funny is the reason I'm here is because Jim got a gig. He's touring with Jerry Seinfeld for the <laughs> yeah. month of November. <laughs> So he's over there for Jerry. You were, I was watching an interview with our good friend uh, Vinnie Brand, yeah, and, yeah. and you said a line that just, uh, bu- I busted out laughing. You said, so come see the bargain Tom Segura. <laughs> <laughs> and I, because yeah. you do look, yeah, and, I'm just in, yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, that's effing hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny, like Tom probably, I, who's great, I love yeah. Tom, he's one of the best, uh, but started like 15 years after me. Yes. You know, so then you get these things like every comment on Facebook, like, oh, it's the Walmart Segura. You know, it's like, yes, we both have beards and we're bald. Right. It's, you know, it's but, but different. Yeah, and, no. and, and both accomplished. And you were you were there first, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but that, that that is funny. But I love, you know, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, checking in and, and reminding myself of your your history and your past and your your musician. You, you you, in fact, jazz musician, right? A jazz pianist. Studied jazz piano in college. Wow. And yeah. I, I always yeah. wondered, um, Ted, if, if that, and I think this is could hold true because a number of um, comedians have very solid musical chops. That, that, and, yeah. and, and I wonder if having a jazz mentality help feed your ability to execute comedy, or do you apply it? Or are you even aware you're applying it? That's a good question. You know, I think like a lot of comedians do. I know like Todd Barry plays the drums. Right. Bill Burr is a drummer. Uh, Steve Martin, obviously right. banjo. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think it's, I think a lot of people who are creative just you apply it in different ways. You know, I actually, believe it or not, uh, you know, my path was, I, you know, I tell people it's the very common path to comedy. You, you hear it a lot. I started out as a rapper <laughs> in my teens. My brother and I no. were the ill-fated brotherly love. Was that, that your was name of our, brotherly of our love? Brotherly love. Uh, he do, was. Do you remember any of your songs? Can you? I'm trying to first for us. <laughs> I might have a little for you. Uh, uh, I ha- let dust the cobwebs off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my brother was MC Mellow. I was oh royalty. Royalty. Yeah. 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 Was this, was this oh. in Queens? Were you in Queens? We at the were time? in Queens. Okay, and yet you were brotherly love. Yeah, yeah. It okay. was just because you know, yeah, okay, yeah, we were brothers. That right. was, uh, <laughs> I assume you're coming up around Beastie Boys time, right? So were you a We Beastie? predated Beastie Boys. What? Yeah, because okay. yeah, this was like around 81, 82. And uh, our so career culminated at the world-famous Apollo Theater, where we got booed off in about <laughs> 45 seconds. No wow. way. So you're more yeah. Run DMC style, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was more that, that hey yeah. day. 45 yeah. seconds at the Apollo, not too bad. Which I thought was not about too bad. probably 20 seconds too gracious <laughs> yeah. you know, of them. But you made it to the Apollo? We made it to the Apollo, yeah. Wow. We, you know, we were was doing... Was it their, like, op- their, their, their open talent thing? Amateur yeah. Night. Yeah, amateur, it was yeah. the amateur night. Yeah. Well, you, 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 yeah. you rub the, uh, the stomp. You rub the stump, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I remember Biz Markie was backstage, oh. and Big Daddy Kane. It was like, yeah, it was it was crazy to 
We didn't belong there. It was it was nuts. <laughs> but for brotherly love to be there. <laughs> Kudos to you for having the balls to do it. Though. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I tell people like after getting booed off at the Apollo, like what in comedy could ever <laughs> yeah. phase me? Yeah, you know? that's about as brutal as audience as you can face. Yeah, I mean yeah. they have a dude went out with a hook, right? Right? Did yeah, you, yeah, yeah. The Sandman. Yeah, yeah he came out. Yeah, he came out. Yeah, we expected him. I was like, yeah, where have you been? <laughs> I thought you'd be here about thirty seconds ago. Where Tim, were you, how, dude? How cringeworthy is that for you to think about, or have you come to terms? with it. I've kind of come to terms okay. with it. Yeah, there was a period where it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little PTSD. A little PTSD. Yeah. So, yeah, so then I pivoted naturally to jazz piano. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and ah. then comedy. So I, w- I was hell-bent on never making a living, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, no, no, you are you're absolutely one, one of the best, but do, do you find, do you play, do you find comfort in uh, in playing? You know, I do now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's great to play now. I, I don't rap now. I don't sit and <laughs> you're not back <laughs> Yeah, but it, the piano, I'll sit, and now I have two toddlers, so I'll sit and play with them. Ah, and I heard great. you guys mention Mary Poppins earlier. I was yeah. like, that's my wheelhouse. You know, ah, I yeah. sit and play all the all the songs from Mary Poppins. And wow. yeah, so playing now is more cathartic and fun. Did yeah. you ever see, I, I mentioned this a while back, did you ever see the movie Soul, the animated movie, the uh, uh, Pixar film? I don't think I, I did see As that. a jazz musician, you should watch it. And I know it's a, it's a even though it's a Pixar and it's animated, and, and how old are your kids, by the way? Uh, three and a half and two. Okay, wow. that, that might be a little over their head, but but it, it focuses in on when you get into that improv zone where you are not even thinking about what you're doing and yeah. it's just flowing. Yeah. And I think they nailed it in that movie because I'm a drummer and and the same thing. If I sit down and I'm and I find myself playing for an extended amount of time and just soloing and, and going where I want to go, that it just kind of pours out. Yeah, uh, and and they they illustrate it really well in that movie. It's called Soul. It's called Soul. Yeah, yeah. if you get a chance, watch that. You know. I I think that I I never achieved that in music, which is why I got out of. Oh, I thought if you were taking jazz, I was adequate, you know, but you're surrounded by people who are so much better than you. You're like, all right, you know, this is not my thing. But but I that was finally what I felt in comedy. You know, Hmm. I didn't feel maybe in rapping a little bit. (laughs) In rapping, that's where it came through. In rapping, that's where your muse was. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you can get that way in comedy. You can get into just it. It's just. You don't know where these ideas are coming from when yeah. you're when you're improv. Maybe when you're, when you're crowd working, and yeah. It just yeah, something something happens. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of you're more equipped to kind of just go to that part of the brain where yeah. you're not you're not thinking. I was watching. Yeah, you were describing. Uh, I forget wh- who you were talking to at the time, but um, and you were describing that that. Thing, yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of, you know, the, the comedy uh, up to an extent here. But when you, you know, and, and I've done stand up, not obviously to, uh, I didn't play the Apollo for Christ, <laughs> so, but the, uh, but, but you, you describe it so well of just, um, you know, sort of being untethered and tethered, tethered at the same time. You're keeping an eye on the framework, but yet you're, yeah. you're dipping in and out, and, and it's, 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 there's sort of nothing like it. Well, you know, I think like the gigs that Nick was referring to, you you have so many layers of dealing with the hell gigs and the distractions and all of that so that you are kind of tethered to your act after, you know, 30 right. years of doing stand-up. You you know where you're going. You have a kind of a map. Right. You know? But then, yeah, you're, a- you're able to pivot and just go places that you weren't expecting to go. And sometimes that's really the most fun now. Yeah. I was thinking about this earlier in the week, and we have a lot of comedians on the show and, and um, are, I think, hopefully relatively supportive of the com- um, comedy community. 
community. I, I, I think this is the best time ever for comedy. There are so many outlets. There are so many ways to get it out there. And um, the way that comedians support one another, and there's just... There's a lot to talk about and a lot to share. And the fact that people are still able to be innovative in that field to me is is remarkable. Oh, yeah. And I have to mention this to you. You you talked about the comedy scene and everything. I have to mention this to you guys because to a person, every every person I mention, yeah, I'm coming on President Steve, they all say... I love those guys. Oh. I love the show. They say they're so supportive of comedians. Truly, I'm not. Oh, that's you know, awesome. I, they, yeah. they, you guys mean so much to the comedians. And they're not just saying it like, oh, you know, sometimes they'll just say like, oh, that's a good show. Or that's a, yeah. they truly appreciate, oh. you know, you guys are like a real lifeblood for comedians. So, oh, yeah, love I it. wanted to mention that Thank to you. Thank you. Yeah, it, for sure. It was, it was an uphill battle for us initially when, you know, when they, it, there was, there were no, com- there were no, he- <clears throat> excuse me, there was no helium, you know, there right. was no, it, there you was know, the comedy cabaret yeah, in the Northeast. Right. Right. Yeah. And it was a very fallow uh, period. But but also just uh, comedians, the the thing that they would come up against is that a lot of a lot of morning shows say, OK, uh, where do you want us to lead you? Give us your 20 jokes. And it's like, well, you're asking people to go see me later on and you want me to burn off. Yeah, you know? Material. So right. our inclination was comedians are probably intrinsically funny. So let's just have a conversation, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and just do that. Um, yeah, well, guys appreciate it. Oh, sure. absolutely. We were talking before you came on and, and, and you, you were. Uh, you were raised in Queens, so but when you got into comedy, you had the ability to go into into Manhattan, obviously, and do those clubs. But you also were out on the island, yeah. and you you were all the places that that. I was playing in at the, about the same time. Yeah, that was Obviously, wild, I you. failed miserably and you succeeded. <laughs> but but uh, places like uh, Eastside Comedy Club, which yep. is um, uh, um, uh, Bob Nelson and uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy started. Yeah. And, and uh, did you play the place called Dixon's White House? I don't think I heard about that one, but you were, I never you were, played that one. You were too good to play that for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was this dude who looked like Richard Nixon, and I always ask. And, I, and just by sheer default, my name ended up uh, next to Eddie Murphy's because of the spelling. Oh, that's and, and uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but those... Does it th- still exist, Steve, that place? No, no, oh. no, no, no. But it, he actually had the... It was a comedy club and he made it look like a mini White House. Oh, that's And hilarious. the guy didn't even do a, a Nixon impression. He yeah. just looked like... <laughs> uh, and, and which I wouldn't even try to do it a little bit at that point. Yeah. But uh, do you have some, some fond memories of those of those times? Because I do. I really do because... It was kind of a boom, wasn't it, for, in, in the clubs? It, it was. I was kind of on the tail end of the boom. I, I started in 92. So I was coming up in Queens uh, once I had kind of put rapping behind me. <laughs> I knew that I wanted to like get out to the open mics. Right. And I started as part of a duo with a buddy of mine. So that was a good way to kind of put my foot into the waters and just kind of learn the scene. And then two years later, 94 was when I just went all in as was a Was that buddy royalty or was it? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was royalty. This was just another guy from college. My, my buddy Hollis. Um, yeah, so, but what was good was being in Queens, I was kind of halfway between two like thriving scenes like people didn't know like the you know the new york guys kind of you know looked down their noses at the long island scene and the long island guys thought like the new york guys were you know too cool for school but queens i was like halfway between both i was like i don't care it's another stage to get up on so yeah there were plenty of good clubs and good rooms that you could get up uh on long island you're so right because i remember (laughs) i remember going like to to danger fields and going into the city clubs and you were like scum when you walked in right you're trying to get any open 
open mic time whatsoever, you felt it. Oh yeah, but not the same out on on, on the uh, the island clubs. So no, no yeah, and then over the t- over time that kind of went away, and you know, yeah. all the scenes blended, and like the alternative scenes, and all the things that came along. Like you said, it's it's really a thriving time. All these different styles of comedy are able to thrive now because they intermingle. When did you know that you had found your your voice on on stage? Did you do you, you have a, a a moment where you said this is it? This I is think me. It was at the comedy cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that you saw this was young a guy with really stage. large head. Yeah, it was a young guy. Yeah, this <laughs> guy has the largest cranium I've ever seen, you know and he likes fun- me. But it's funny about that, and uh, and uh, yeah, I have a massive head. Um, but uh, when when I remember that night and um, I texted my friend Matt because we went to the show together like we still remember your bits and we quote <laughs> you and it's probably uh, nearly 30 years oh. later or whatever oh, but you know the, the bits about the elementary yeah. school and um, the um, silver with the plasticware versus the silverware at Thanksgiving are we, or whatever are we keeping the forks it's yeah. remarkable to me <laughs> the impact that you you've made and and that's what I love about comedy is that when you can listen to a comedy record when you're a kid or you know if it's Eddie Murphy or Dennis Leary or go see you know Ted Alexander at the comedy cabaret they make these indelible impacts on your life and that's what i appreciate about it thanks you know it, it is kind of funny even for me now that like bits that i wrote you know in my 20s yeah are you know that people remember you know it's a great it's a great feeling like are we keeping the forks or, or the gym stuff you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah where, yeah where uh you know guys are giving you a spot and they're <laughs> yelling at you like all you all you and i'm like some you yes <laughs> It's too heavy. <laughs> a little bit me, mostly you. Yeah. You know, and, and people, you know, like, so yeah, that's a joke. How, you know. how long is that? Uh, that bit still cracks me up. 25 years old. Yeah. You know, that was on my first Comedy Central special, I think. Do, pro- go ahead, sir. Do people ever uh, reference a, a joke and you don't remember that joke because you've had so much material over your lifetime? Yes. Yeah, there's times where either I think to myself, like... You're thinking of the other, like the other comedian. You're thinking like, of Tom Segura. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Tom Segura. Yeah. <laughs> but then sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I did do that bit. You know, it's like a bit that you like, kind of what you're talking about when you're in the flow, where maybe you just do something that wasn't planned, right? Or or, or it was something you were working on yeah. that didn't stay in the act. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I guess I should have kept that in right if they remember it. It resonated. Yeah, yeah. It, it's sure. wild. You talk about that process of being on stage and and sort of you know deviating and and um, you impressed me as the kind of comedian. Who's who's generating as much new material in the moment on stage that you shop, uh, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, uh, because I think it's hard a lot of times to. Or are you the kind of guy who can sit in a, in a room and up, up, up and just you know knock out fifteen twenty minutes? It's a little bit of both, you know. Okay. Like if you're if you're going to have a long career in comedy, I think it has to be both. both. You have to have the work ethic of sitting down. Like I was just telling Meredith, uh, uh, who who is uh, beloved by comedians, she, <laughs> she, she takes us here. You know, she uh, was the basis of the Meredith character on The Office. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. She's telling me the story that a lot of people think. Hey, go <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I was telling her that. Um, what, what was I telling? Now I now I lost my train. Well, the the question was about. Does anyone remember? Anyway, I was talking. None of us. My point Not was well, <laughs> writing it down. You know, it, you know, oh, writing it down, or, or yeah. is it just a, a come natural to you? Like you do work hard at it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Too. That's thank you. Yes, yeah. I was telling Meredith that I'm going to a coffee shop right after this to sit and ah, write for a couple hours. Okay, you know, so so it is partly that the work ethic, and thank you for the save. Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's 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 sitting there and just sitting quietly and brainstorming, and maybe ten percent of what you write down, you actually. Want 
wind up using, mm. and the other 90 is, is nothing. Or there's maybe one line, you know, but it's that work ethic of the quiet time. Uh, and that's what I love about comedy, too, is, is it's such a weird juxtaposition of quiet time alone with your thoughts, and then in front of a full room of hundreds or <laughs> it's thousands. complete dichotomy. Yeah. Do you benefit from writing in an area where there's some activity, like at a coffee shop? I do, yeah. Just just for your own sanity. Yeah. Maybe something sparks something, or do you just feel like the life of being... And that's why the pandemic was hard, too, you know, as everybody can attest to. Just, you you realize the necessity of being around life. All right, so so you're in a coffee shop, you're you're, you're going nowhere, you, you have no ideas are coming for whatever reason. Do your eyes then just start glancing around at the people? <laughs> oh, for sure. And then you start maybe picking up some ideas from what's surrounding you? Yeah, yeah, something, something always will be sparked, you mm-hmm. know, like something that you notice or, yeah, something that maybe even isn't going on in the room that sparks something else. Like, I remember, uh, like, I had taken an Uber one time, and I I wrote down in the Uber, in my phone, I wrote I wrote down the note, uh, and it made it into my act yeah. of, of, I say, you know, my superpower, if I have one, is aligning my political beliefs with whoever happens to be driving my <laughs> yes. Uber yes. at the moment. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That. Doesn't matter. Yeah. That's great. What they're t- it could be we talking about it. Trump, yeah, Biden, yeah. the Vax, <laughs> yeah. Ukraine. Uh, yeah. All you need are three phrases. I, I've mastered it. It's, right. uh, I know. <laughs> Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. And when are people going to wake up? <laughs> <laughs> Those three phrases. You're bulletproof. Yeah. You're bulletproof. Yeah. Use the, you have to use the third one sparingly, yeah. but you will reach your destination. Oh, I that love is, that. That's, that's Especially in this day and age. Uh-huh. Do you remember those three? And you're going to, you just, it's the only way you can get through. So, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Uh, to, to your point, yeah. last night I said something tagging that that I had never said before. It just kind of came to me on stage where, you know, occasionally, you'll get uh, like a notification from Uber. Yeah. Like, do you want to tip this guy? And I was like, that was like three weeks ago. Like, <laughs> you, like a trip that you totally forgot about. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. But like, I don't remember him. <laughs> That's weird. Our midday yeah. DJ is a guy named Pierre Robert and he is not a sports person at all. Um, but uh, Kevin oh, yeah. Gunn, who works down the hall, gave him three phrases to use anytime you ever go to a baseball game. <laughs> and the first is, uh, I hope the defense holds up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little worried about shortstop. <laughs> Going out for a beer, want one? And those three phrases, just like the ones you provided, get you through any ball game ever. And it's, it's the, the pitching. pitching. Oh, the pitching, yeah, the whole, pitching. If the pitching holds uh, yeah, up. Yeah, the, the pitching, pitching holds up. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, and he's tried it out. Yeah. And it's it worked. It works. Flawless. Yeah. He wears a shirt of a, uh, of a clearly a, a baseball player hitting a home run, and it says goal. No, no, it says touchdown. But touchdown. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's important. You, yeah. have, you have to be prepared. Oh, yeah. that's, that's cool. You so, know what's weird now is like I was such a Queens, New York. York guy, but my wife and I, we moved up to Connecticut in the pandemic. And so we have two toddlers, we're up in the woods, and it's just like a really different experience. You know, like I woke up one morning, there were three foxes in mm. our backyard. I'd never encountered that before. Yeah, I yeah. Like, Do I alert the authorities? <laughs> <laughs> Do I kill these three foxes? Do, Do I write a children's book? Like, what? <laughs> What is the protocol? So uh, I did. I did all three. You did all three. It's the three uh, dead foxes. The three <laughs> dead foxes. Yeah, that's the children's book. It comes out this Christmas. Okay. Yeah. With your kids that age, what what are you guys watching? Are you are you a Bluey family or you know uh, we are doing like the classics, uh, Mary Poppins. Uh, you know we did uh, Wizard of Oz, even though that's a little bit like you know some of the monkeys and stuff scare yeah, them. Yeah, uh, be scary but, crap. Th- yeah, but you find out about like through the pipeline, you just find out. About there's a thing called uh, tumble leaf with this leaf that um, 
Not for mayor. Yeah, it just this. It's a fox that he kind of just finds things, and then he and his friends play with those things. So okay, it's kind of like innocent, like a fun. stream of consciousness kind yeah, of thing. And, yeah, and also it just encourages kids. Like you find this stick in the woods, and then that's what you play with. You know, like, okay. So you were a teacher for a while. Yeah, and, five, and, five years. And so you would, and I hear a lot of parents saying this that you know the um, the locking on screens. You know, I didn't want to. It's kids and their, 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 their devices, but um, the ability to go out and do something like that, to just find something and play with it, you know, yeah. that, that that is being robbed. And, and like you talked about, you know, the pandemic and all that stuff that that sort of extracted a lot of that capability. So do you do anything to encourage your kids to not follow suit and, and be, I mean we don't give father. we don't give them any anything any possessions no no possessions, <laughs> no, possessions. Yeah. no at all uh, yeah, yeah like the John Lennon so yeah. imagine no possessions we're, we're putting yes. that into practice okay. Mr. Lennon was very prescient <laughs> uh, so you have to play with sticks and leaves <laughs> sure you know? yeah well we used to though no we, for sure yeah there In was fact, a lot more Preston there, there was the um the the toy hall of fame yeah in the toy hall of fame they they have uh, inductions every year mm-hmm the stick. Yeah, the stick. The Is that stick. Right? Yeah. Uh, the cardboard box. Yeah. Yeah. But also one. with the stick, we were talking about this not that long ago about how for some reason it's just like this uh, this uh, uh, second sort of nature thing with guys that like oh. stick, like stick, like you find, if you're, a, you if find a good stick, you find a good yeah. stick, like you're on a nature walk with your son or whatever. <laughs> and hey, yeah. dad, look at this stick. And you legit go. That's a good stick. That's a good stick. Yeah. That's yeah. a great stick, man. You want right. to hang on to that. Right, right. Because yeah. sometimes, like, your first inclination yeah. is, like, what what, what now? And then you're like, oh, I, no, that is a nice stick. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for showing me that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, your, is your mountain man, uh, or at least uh, uh, hiking, uh, rural nature side, kick, has it kicked in fully? It has, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. No, I'm, I was always kind of... Because Queens is a little different. Yeah. I was disdainful yeah. of, of nature. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Suspicious, maybe. Uh, you know, like, what are yeah. they doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are, Why are these spots? people, yeah, hiking and looking at clouds and stuff? But yeah, now I do really have an appreciation. I think the kids help too because they notice things. Like my my daughter, she's two. She has just like a, a sixth sense about the moon and wow. where it is. She'll be like, even during the day, like, she's like, Dad, I'm moon. I'm like, the moon's not out there. Oh, the moon's out. <laughs> right. <laughs> she, oh, she's locked in, you know? So yeah, it does. It gives you an appreciation. And where we are, we're up in the woods and we're 20 minutes from the shoreline. Well, where, so it's, uh, what ta- oh, it's Killingworth, Connecticut. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, it's very, uh, like, we're in the sticks. Yeah. It's, no, that's it's, good. You're yeah. just tuning in. Ted Alexandro going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. Do you guys have good uh, night sky? You mentioned the moon and Beautiful. the stars amazing out that way. Telescope? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It, it's nice. Do you, you know, have a telescope yet? We don't, but that, that's on the list. Yeah. Okay, so get, there's one that's really easy. It's a Celestron. It has a... Um, <laughs> It has a GPS system on board, so you just tell it what you want it to point at, and it will find it in the sky. Celestron. Yeah, I, I believe that's the name of it, yeah. Christmas, I know what we're, yeah, <laughs> we're doing. But it's that same kind of thing, with yeah. even with my wife, where, you know, by the end of the day, you're so tired, and you don't, after, you know, we have two toddlers. You don't really feel like even talking to one another, but occasionally I'll say to her, like, come look at this, the sky, and she's yeah. like, I, what do you, I don't want to, and then, oh, wow, the sky, you know, like, and then mm-hmm. we'll just sit, light a fire, we have, like, a little, you know, fire pit, and yeah, it, like, at the end of the day, you just want to forget yeah. that, that the children are alive. She's like, let's go. her alive. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot you know, you're alive. Yeah. Uh, as, 
What's that thing, the uh, the little telecom that you take, the little internet? The baby monitor? The monitor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, let's take it out. I'm like, let's not take it out. Yeah. You know, let's, <laughs> let's live dangerously. <laughs> it's, the, I guess, the, the young parents' Russian roulette, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so you have, I know that Preston, you know, coming from music was, and, and, and everybody, Casey and uh, Kathy and Nick, I don't, I don't have kids, but the, the excitement of perhaps introducing your kids. So you do have the music thing, but also wow. from the comedy realm, what do you, what do you, what can you not wait to expose your kids to comedically? Well, they're both funny, you know, like, I mean, it's, I guess everyone thinks their kids are funny, but it, you know, it's, it, it's the thing for me is it's mostly at this point, hilarious to be around them, ah. you know, uh, but it's, it's kind of that mixed thing of like, you love and cherish every moment, but you also hate, you hate it. And you're, <laughs> you're sick. You're sick of it. Yeah. Um, like, yes. cause I talk about, yeah. I talk about, uh, how, uh, if you, if you need to know what it's like to be the parent of two toddlers, look no further than the airline boarding process, <laughs> oh, which begins man. with two groups of people. Yeah. Parents with young children and active military. <laughs> That's who they group together, <laughs> recognizing their missions as being similar. Uh, and with all due respect to our men and women uniform, I would propose that the job of the parent is even more difficult because only one of those groups has to travel with the enemy sitting in their lap. <laughs> so who's the real hero? Yeah. That's true. Thank me for my service. My, my son is 17 now. I, I missed those ages, you know, the, of the toddler age. Um, I, I specifically miss Halloween. Did you get to take your kids out for Halloween? You know, Nick, it was our first, it was our first Halloween where oh, they were man. full bore. They knew what was going on. That's our awesome. son was Spider-Man. Our daughter was, uh, in the morning, she was a cat. <laughs> By the afternoon, she had morphed into a bunny. Uh, People so she, don't remember the, the, the costume change when you're that young. Yeah. You, you're like Cher. You gotta do, you, <laughs> you gotta do a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so, that's so, that's just, that's wonderful. It was great. We went to my parents in Queens because where we are, like, if we were to go door to door, it would be like a 30-minute walk to the next, to the next house. Yeah. Not right. a lot of candy. Yeah. 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 So uh, we went door to door in my in my parents' neighborhood. It, it, it was great, man. It was just, yeah. It's, you appreciate those kind of moments. I think yeah. to me, is, is, is that's the thing that you think you, that, that, that I'm, I'm missing is that you, you get to see through the, the, the child's eyes the things that you loved and remembered, you know? Yeah. You know? And they really think that they're, you know, my son son believed he was Spider-Man. He was like, you know, yes. crawling around and doing poses and stuff. My daughter thought she was a bunny or, yeah. or a cat in the morning. Uh, yeah, so it, it is great. It, you know, yeah, because you, you get those layers of just cynicism that they, they kind of peel away. Uh, you're, you're you're right about, though, about about the uh, uh, one, you know, the love and hate at the same time of, of the situation. Wouldn't it be great if we could be, you know, like the, uh, the, the police and, and medical uh, schedules do 12 on 12 off <laughs> you know that might work pretty like good three days on and yeah, yeah yeah and and if we could somehow another work out that system because the moment that i get sick and tired of my kids and i'm like finally a break and then you get this break and then you're like something's missing here and i need that back and it's, it's just you go back and forth on that and that's so true your whole life no that's a good point and in, in a way my wife and i kind of have that now because she's an artist who works at home and i'm a comedian so we give each other like four hour chunks 
house to just like I'll go and write, she'll right. go paint, whatever. So it is that thing. And when I come back after writing, I feel like the dad of the year. Like, <laughs> where are those little? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. But yeah, but it, but at the other end, I'm like, get the hell away from me. Totally. <laughs> You're like like Papillon sticking his head to the, the the door in the prison. Like, let, let, let get me out of here. Yeah, yes, ready to go. Ah, uh, that no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. very cool. All right, well, uh, Ted, like I said, is going to be at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, two shows, 7.30 and 10 o'clock tonight and tomorrow night. And you can go to heliumcomedy.com. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Yeah, so man, I think I people are going to want to get out and, and uh, get into the city and have a good time. Yes, sir. Uh, and, of course, you will certainly do that. So, uh, dude, it's great to see you. Great to see you Thanks guys for always. Thanks by here this morning. My Absolutely. pleasure. Ted Alexander, everyone. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. Hang out for a moment. Hey gang, it's me, Dracky Bam Bam, the world's tallest elf. I'm asking that you join me as MMR rocks the 42nd annual Delaware Valley Abate for the Kids Motorcycle Toy Run. It's happening this Sunday. We're going to get the bikes lined up on Columbus Boulevard and Spring Garden right outside of Cavanaugh's River Deck starting at 8 a.m. And then at noon, I'll be waving that flag as your Grand Marshal, and I'm so honored. I will lead the parade of thousands of bikers on a 10-mile beautiful run with live bands playing along the route, including Vinyl Logic, Spare Parts, and Delco Boys. We'll end up at Rivers Casino, and that's where we'll deliver the new and unwrapped toys for the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots program. All the details are at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. So going back to that song uh, one more time, that's... um Lyrically, it is a beautiful song. It's, and there's it's a, tremendous. There's a line in that song that says, I gotta say I love you while we're here. Hmm. And I was singing about Matthew Perry and, and any celebrity that passes away and people pen these little notes to them on social media as if they're talking directly to them. And um, there's a line, there's another line in this song one more time that says, do I have to die to hear you miss me? Do I have to die to hear you say goodbye? Uh, so I think that's just great motivation to say that thing to that special someone that you've been wanting to say. Or, I agree. Make it or today. feel that you should say. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Make it today. Or maybe even, and that song's all about them getting back together as a band. Uh, they reference the specific events that, that could have ended their possibility yeah. to say they like love each says, other. Yeah, um, right now it feels the same. It says, uh, I wish they told us it shouldn't take a sickness or airplanes falling out of the sky. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, and, and as maybe just a, um, a getting the gang back together for a moment uh, type of thing. That might motivate you to do that. But that, lyrically, the next time that song comes around, take a good close listen to those words. It's it's really, really well done. I just wanted to point that out. Yep. Uh, I think you hit a note with somebody is on the hotline, wants to say something to you. Uh, okay. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know Canada, who... We're going over... Oh, wait. I hit the wrong button. That's not the phone. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um... Hello, good morning. Hey, hey good morning, guys. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I just wanted to call you guys and tell each and every one of you that I love you. Uh, I love you. Steve, I love you. I love Kathy, you I love you. Nick, I love you. Marissa, even though you're not in the room right now, I love you. Connor, I love you. And uh, Kyle, I love you. And Nick, intern Nick, 
I love you, buddy. Well, there it is. Well, there's no uh-huh. chuck in that. I wonder Something what happened. Left. Something must have gone awry. Oh, Something must have happened. Yeah. He uh, got mad. in there too soon. Oh, all right. Sorry. That, yes. He, okay. He, he, Chuck, he, he adores Chuck. I thought maybe Chuck. Thanks for calling. Okay. I thought maybe Chuck got mad that Casey was mad that Preston didn't invite him to Rochelle's so birthday party. That oh, obviously. Was mad. No, Kath, I was hurt. He was hurt. That's what I mean. <laughs> Chuck was, I think Chuck was upset you that you got hurt because yeah. why would you be hurt when Chuck's your best friend? <sighs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I just, it's just, I saw Chuck and I just felt it all. Well, the okay. problem was that. I read his mind. <laughs> I think it was the fact that Chuck sided with you on the daylight savings thing. But I also, I just want to say, uh, you know, all that stuff, even being. Um, forgotten last week. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, oh, no, because, they didn't because, forget you. Yeah. Uh, I, there was a conscious effort to exclude yeah. purpose. Yeah. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to allow that. <laughs> to bother you? To bother me. And I just need to even reinforce even more so, Preston and Rochelle, that I love you guys. All right. I will say this to everyone that I love. If you want to exclude me from anything you have okay. coming up, okay. I am down with oh, it. Steve, I'm with you. Steve, we got, we found out about a wedding that we weren't invited to. Oh, and uh, and Andrew was like a little hurt by it. I was like, honey, Send no, the this, gift. Is, this is good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Double the gift. Does <laughs> does it, thank you. Doesn't mean you love them any less. <laughs> Open up a bottle of yeah. well, like, We have the weekend to ourselves now. I'll, I'll paraphrase Casey. It's like, uh, Invite me. Just don't expect me to come. Right. Yeah. Please invite me. Yes. Yeah. But, but I don't want to understand go. that I can't make it. I don't want to be. I don't want to go. I just want to be invited. <laughs> I love you, by the way. Yeah. I love you too. And I love your back muff. Thank you. I, yeah. I think it. I think it, it is, looks. Is, is I, I think it suits you. Well, you know what? You say I love you to my back muff now because it's going to be gone soon, yeah. Preston. I, I love you, back muff. <laughs> All right. You can't there see you it, go. Preston, but his back muff is wet now. <laughs> God, how do you turn on a back muff? I don't how know. do you mend a broken muff? Tell it you love it. Oh, that's how you turn it on. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. He, he was pointing that out. <sighs> all right. Well, we all got all wet. We all love each other. <laughs> the way a front muff would. Okay. Front muff. Back muff. Front muff. Front muff. Front muff covers back muff. Uh, bear beats. Front muff beats back muff. <laughs> The old saying. All right. It's Friday. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, good. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Mainline Christmas Lights. Light up your holidays with Mainline Christmas Lights. They will custom design, install, maintain, and even store your lights for next season. I'm going to call those guys. Take the hassle out of the holidays and book now at MainlineChristmasLights.com. All right, we will. All right, this is a terrible story. I'm going to start with this, but certainly bizarre uh, b- belongs in the bizarre file. A 77 year old man in Ohio was arrested over the weekend. He allegedly beat a woman confined to a wheelchair, oh, oh, flinging her to the floor, repeatedly kicking her in the ribs, and then strangling her using a pool noodle. Wait a second. What the hell? What did she say? All right, so <laughs> Carl Edwards Chastang was taken into custody Monday and charged with one count of felonious assault, resulting in the victim being seriously harmed. Officers responded God. to a call at the hospital in regards to an adult female believed to be the victim of domestic violence. Upon arriving at the facility, police located the victim who allegedly explained that she had been assaulted by Chastang. The nature of the relationship between them is not immediately clear. Authorities say that the victim was in her wheelchair 
there inside a home. She accidentally ran over his foot. Are you kidding? She reportedly said Chastain became enraged, grabbed her a wheelchair, flipped her over, uh, and she was still in it, causing her to land on the floor. When she was on the floor, Chastain allegedly pushed the chair away from the victim and then proceeded to pummel her, punching and kicking her. And after beating her, he grabbed the pool noodle and he wrapped it around her neck and started to strangle her. All for running over his foot? This, this guy's a psycho. Uh, the victim said that after being strangled, Chastain reportedly left her on the floor and walked away, leaving her completely immobile. Despite repeated calls for help from the victim, she reportedly claimed that he refused to respond. Instead, he left her on the floor until the following day when someone else called for medical assistance. Uh, she suffered three broken ribs from the attack. Uh, he was booked into the Franklin County Correctional Center, but that's just psychotic, mm. and I probably should have even mentioned that well, to you there's guys. There's more insight into that story. Apparently, she had neglected to invite him to a gathering at the uh, melting, at the melting pot. pot. Oh, okay. man. Sure. I know that feels delightful Good dinner. Alright, so a lighter story. A woman delayed all flights at uh, Canberra Airport on Wednesday when she ran onto the tarmac. The woman ran past security in an attempt to catch the plane that was getting ready to take off. She was captured on camera flagging down the pilot to how one might hail a taxi. Yeah. And she's trying to yell at the pilot. Aircraft! A witness said she's trying to get his attention and jump up and down. It was bizarre. And illegal. Luckily, the pilot saw her and turned off the engine. The woman was apprehended by authorities, and all flights were slightly delayed due to the mishap. She did not make her flight. Imagine uh, being that uh, detached from reality that you think you can flag down an airliner like a cab. Yes. Uh, How about this guy Uh, in Ontario? uh, A man harvested, and he believes it's the longest in the world, an eight-foot, 4.7-inch zucchini from his garden. So I saw a picture of this. This is going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. I saw this thing, and I was thinking it would be like this. Yeah, I've seen zucchinis that get really big and wide. Right. This is just an an eight. It looks like a pole that somebody painted green. Really? And it's an actual zucchini. Wow. Uh, The current record zucchini is eight-foot, 3.3 3.3 inches that was grown by John Giovanni Scazzofavian from Niagara Falls. So, so Ontario's all the rage for giant zucchinis. So is that is that like Mother Nature's equivalent of an impressive bowel movement? Probably. Yeah. yeah. You're, we're looking at it, person. You're exactly right. Isn't it looks right? like a green pole. Yeah. So he said it didn't start out to grow. I didn't start out to grow the longest. It just happened to be in a new area that I had never grown before, and the soil has done really well for it. It's amazing. Uh, he said he keeps the massive zucchini in his garage until he's going to hear back from uh, Guinness World Records. He said when they open the farmer's market in Thorold next year, I should bring this by as a novelty so Thorold can be known as having the biggest zucchini in the world. Let me tell you something. The, the missus spends tons of time out there in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a South Hill, Washington resident was doing laundry on Tuesday when her pants caught on fire. Hmm. And all 16 units in the apartment complex had to be evacuated as the flames overtook the balcony and spread to the roof. Residents could return to all five, all but five apartments within the day's end. But fire officials confirmed the woman was doing laundry and she tossed her pants on top of a lit candle. So the roof... The roof was on fire. The roof was on fire. Yeah. Uh, The pants caught fire, which spread to a nearby chair and beyond. And then eventually the roof, the roof, the roof was on fire. At that point, let the mother effort burn. Uh, Fortunately, everyone was able to get out safely. 
Uh, this is in Australia. Follow-up story. Uh, homicide detectives have arrested Aaron Patterson, the woman at the center of an investigation into the poisonous mushroom meal yeah. that resulted in the deaths of three people. You guys remember? Yes, that? yes. Investigators spent yesterday morning scouring the backyard of Patterson's home where the deadly family lunch took place. Uh, they were seen walking in and out of the garage and leading dogs to and from the property. Uh, the 49-year-old woman will be interviewed when the search of her home is complete. Heather Wilkinson, Gail Patterson, and Don Patterson and all died in the hospital days after the July 29th lunch where Beef Wellington was served. Ian Wilkinson was released after seven weeks of treatment. Investigators believe the group ate death cap mushrooms. Uh, Thomas said Thursday's arrest as a police officer was the next step in what had been a complex and thorough investigation by homicide squad detectives and was not over yet. They had previously named her as the strange wife, by the way, of uh, the Patterson's son, Simon, as a suspect because she cooked the meal. She strenuously denied wrongdoing and said that she could not explain how the meal caused the group's illness and deaths. It also emerged that her uh, ex-husband had his own brush with death last year with serious gut problems that left him in intensive care for three weeks. And of course, the death cap is responsible for 90% of mushroom poisoning deaths. One bite is enough to kill someone. That is amazing. Uh, During the investigation, police tested leftovers of the poisonous mushroom beef wellington. Forensic tests were also conducted on a food dehydrator, which, by the way, she threw away once the investigation started happening. You knew when the story first broke that this is where this would head. Yep. So Patterson's two children were also at the gathering, but they did not uh, fall ill. So she is uh, they're taking a closer look at this. Yeah. All right. One last story and then we will wrap it up. Let's go with this one. Uh, An out-of-state property owner was shocked to discover a squatter had broken into their Florida residence and made himself at home, even setting up a Sony PlayStation in the bedroom for easy gaming. Emmanuel Pierre was squatting in a residence until he was found out by the home's owner. Pierre was arrested after authorities said he made himself at home using the homeowner's car, cooking in their kitchen, and connecting a PlayStation in the bedroom. The homeowner discovered a squatter after they received notification from their home's thermostat that the temperature was changed. (laughs) The notification made the homeowner... A little chilly in here. Suspicious, and after visiting the property, they allegedly discovered Pierre driving their car and parking it in the garage. The Folks, homeowner, come on in. Make, it, make yourselves to your own home. They called 911, and they blocked him from leaving. It's unclear how long he was living inside the home, and he now faces a burglary grand theft charge and remains in custody. I hear things like uh, like squatting crimes are mm-hmm. like uh, through the roof now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we're going to break. Come back in a second. Lesson question. Trash music news. Those things are on the way. Then after that, Word of the Week prize. We're giving it away this morning. We'll be right back. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 10.28 a.m. on uh, this Friday morning. Let's give something away, especially been listening all morning long. We would love to say thank you for that. And we're going to give away a $50 Metro Diner Dining card. And the question, well, let's do a restaurant-based thing since it's a Metro Diner Dining card. What restaurant is our version of the restaurant Truck Lux? <laughs> 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 Which actually it's called True Lux, but uh, what is our what restaurant is our version of the restaurant Truck Lux? Two one five two six three a WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. While you call in, we do this. The trash business is a gold mine. WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, this morning brought to you by the iconic Lorenzo and Sons Pizza. Philadelphia stapled locations in Westchester, in Xfinity Live, and in Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Visit Lorenzo'sWestchester.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Mike Pence releasing an official statement saying while he is no longer running for president, he still considers the experience a victory. The 64-year-old former vice president says he is happy he got his message out, which is no one wanted Mike Pence to run for president. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Real Housewives of Orange County cast member Shannon Beter avoiding jail time after a judge sentenced her to three months probation in her DUI case. Beter says she has learned a valuable lesson but can't remember it because she was drunk. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Steven Tyler is being sued by a woman who claims he, quote, dry-humped her in a phone booth 50 years ago. Tyler is vigorously denying the allegations and has secured a lawyer who's familiar with the law at that time, a lawyer named Clarence Darrow. Alright, we'll see if you know the answer to this question. What restaurant is our version of the restaurant Truck Lux? And we will go to Eric to see if we can get that answer. Eric, good morning. Eric! Good to see it. Ah, good morning, it, buddy. Alright, what, what is our version of Truck Lux? Truck nuts. Truck nuts. Yeah. 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 Hang on, Eric. We're going to set you up. We got a $50 Metro Diner dining card, and you can visit MetroDiner.com for all the details. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, to piggyback on the story Steve just had in the trash, a second woman has accused Steven Tyler of sexual assault. The accuser is a former child model named Jeannie Bellino, who met Tyler in New York in 1975. When she was 17, he was 27. He claims that her and a friend were supposed to meet the group at the Warwick Hotel downtown. And while walking down 6th Avenue with Tyler and his entourage, Bellino reportedly asked Tyler about his lyrics. Tyler then allegedly forced her into a phone booth and assaulted her. Mm. Rolling Stone reports that the lawsuit says while holding her captive, Tyler stuck his tongue down her throat, put his hands on her body, her breast, her buttocks, her genitals, moving and removing clothing, pinned against her uh, the wall and uh, against her and the wall of the phone booth. As Tyler was mauling 
wrestling and groping plaintiff. He was humping and pretending, humping her, pretending to have sex with her. Others stood outside the phone, laugh, uh, phone booth, laughing as passersby watched and witnessed. Nobody in the entourage intervened. They said, and they go into more graphic detail, which I can't really uh, talk about here. But um, she escaped uh, the phone booth and was both shocked and in fear. Uh, and after the phone booth incident took place, Bellino said, and Tyler's entourage reportedly. Went back to the Warwick Hotel, where the rock star allegedly uh, grind against her and forcibly kissed her despite her resisting. Uh, she was also summoned to his room. Bellino says uh, she still needs medication to cope with the sexual assault and has suffered long-term physical injury associated with the trauma. And I'm sure they'll expand on that in the court case. They haven't responded, The uh, his camp. Yeah. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame holds its 38th annual induction ceremony tonight at 8 o'clock. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Friday, uh, November 3rd is obviously today. That's when it takes place. It'll be at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Uh, this year's ceremony will stream live. Why do you say, oh, boy? No, because it, it, it happens. I want to see it. I know. And I never see it. So yeah. you, if you want to, you can watch it real time on Disney+. Plus. Oh, can you? Yes. Right. The first time that it's been done since Fuse carried the 2009 ceremony live. So if you want to see the unedited full concert thing, you can do that tonight. I might do that. And then you, it's slated to run for three hours, but it always goes longer. And it will remain uh, streaming on Disney+, Plus while ABC will broadcast the three-hour special of ceremony highlights. That's what I miss. January 1st. So that's yeah. when they edit it down. Did you see Sarah's email, Preston? Uh, no. So she says, follow me on Instagram and uh, Twitter tonight. I'll be covering the Rock Hall. Rock Hall. Rock. Not Rock Hall. Rock Hall. <laughs> rock Hall of Fame ceremony as it happens. She's going to be in the press, page, uh, press room backstage getting footage of the inductees and the performers. Oh, that's awesome. Ceremony itself, uh, like you just said, streams live on Disney Plus starting at 8 p.m. But, yeah, follow Sarah, which is radio underscore Sarah. And she will give updates uh, as the night moves on. Perfect. Uh, the inductees in the performers category include Willie Nelson, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, Rage Against the Machine, Kate Bush, The Spinners, and the late George Michael. So with Kate Bush, you know they're going to have to mention Stranger Things. Uh, point, yeah. yeah. Yep. Because the uh, resurgence in um, running, running up, up that hill. hill. Yeah. Uh, DJ Cool Herc and Link Ray will receive awards for musical influence, while Elton John's lyricist Bernie Taupin, Shaka Khan, and Al Cooper will be honored with awards for musical excellence. Uh, and Soul Train host Don Cornelius will receive the Ahmet Erdogan Award for non-performers. So that's pretty Don cool. Don Cornelius. Yeah. God, I would watch Soul Train every Saturday morning. So you'd have the cartoons, you'd have American Bandstand, and then you'd have Soul Train. Yeah. Living Color did a spoof on yeah, him. Yeah. The character was Dom Ridiculous. <laughs> Dom Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, inductees, a Crow, uh, Elliot, Nelson, and Khan, Shaka Khan, are... Are slated to perform during the ceremony along with Stevie Nicks, Adam Levine, Carrie Underwood, Common, Miguel, and Sia. Uh, the presenters list includes Elton John, Ice-T, L.O. Cool J, Queen Latifah, Elton John, Brandy Carlisle, Chris Stapleton, Dave Matthews, Her, New Edition. The New Edition? Yeah, and St. Vincent. So, it's uh, star-studded, as you can imagine. A GoFundMe has been launched for Victoria Star Sweet. She is the wife of Striper drummer Robert Sweet in efforts to get assistance for her medical needs. Striper, were the band that uh, gave out Bibles? Yes, they were. Yeah. I, what? Yeah, I think they did hand yeah. those out. But they, yeah, they were a, uh, a, a, a Christian 
metal band. That had some cred in the original yeah, rock we, world. We actually, yeah. my band used to play one of their songs called yeah. Honestly, which we thought was pretty cool. And they did Honestly. A, they did a really fun version of um, Shining Star from ah. um, from um, the Commodores. Not the Commodores. Shining, Shining Star. Oh, uh, that was, um, um, damn it, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, so they did a version of that. So um, he went to Facebook uh, to talk about the fact that uh, they, they need some help. She said, Star is diagnosed with an enlarged uterus. Oh, my God. He said, since the diagnosis, her uterus has uh, steadily grown in size and is currently the size of a grapefruit. Mm-hmm. And this has led to suffer from extreme chronic pain, problems breathing, and excessive bleeding. She's already received one blood transfusion. is going to need another one unless she can successfully schedule and have a complete hysterectomy. So he said, we currently do not have health insurance. And the recent transfusion office visits and other health-related expenses have been slowly adding up. Uh, Starry has had surgery scheduled for November 9th. Man, it's wild. If you get caught without insurance, without yeah, medical insurance, man. boy, can that stuff add up. I mean, like that. Uh, so they're looking for help. And then finally... Dolly Parton has revealed that her new duet with Stevie Nicks was initially written for Fleetwood Mac. Uh, she told the Hollywood Reporter she stayed in Nashville for four days, which was great. Getting in the studio with her was great, and we talked a lot. Uh, during her time, Nicks told Parton about the song and explained the history of the record. She said, um, this is a song I wrote back when Fleetwood Mac was in the heat of our stuff. And she said, it's a song I love, but they didn't think that it was good enough to be on a record. It was, it's perfect for Dolly Parton because the title of the song is, Where Did I Get These Big Old Jokes? Oh, and yeah. She wasn't even thinking of dying right, when right. she wrote that. It was in the Fleetwood Mac days. No, she said, I, I have an old demo of it. Can we do this one? Because I wrote it about someone I was involved with uh, that was also in the rock and roll field when we had an affair. And huh. Parton said, she wrote that about a relationship because they had fun about it. Uh, what has rock and roll ever done for you? That's in the title of the song, by the way. I wonder if that person was Mick Fleetwood. And she said, uh, well, everything, because they were both famous and rich. And she just said, I just love this song. And I like to do it to commemorate that time in my life and mm. that person. So uh, the song titled What Has Rock and Roll Ever Done For You appears on Dolly Parton's new album, Rockstar. I like what I've heard from that album so far. Yeah. It's good stuff. I agree. Yeah. Dolly is amazing. And that is the last story I have for you in Music News. All right, we have a final break to take when we return. We're giving away our Word of the Week prize and you do not want to miss that. So we'll get back in a second and give it to you. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's 26th annual Camp Out for Hunger. Supporting Phil Abundance. Starting November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. All week live from the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, we'd love to see you. So stop out with your donations and say hey. There are daily individual donor prizes plus some cool Camp Out swag too. And grab a free cup of more coffee thanks to Duncan. Easy drop-off is available all week at the Camp Out site. Powered by NRG. Or make a cash donation on site at the Acme Markets tent. Or at the register of your local Acme store. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. From 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Made possible by Event Quip, Comcast Business, Skelly's Amusements, Indre Recording and Production, Precision Solutions, and Pepsi. Nice. 
93.3 WMMR, Everyday at Rock, Tom Sawyer, Rush. I always try to, when I when I have the opportunity to play that song, I like to, I push the volume up on the song all the way at the very end because Neil does one last little fill before it fades out. I like to grab that. It's wild to watch you play air drums while Kathy does Alex Life's and Oh, the guitar. guitar. She does the air yeah, guitar. Yeah. I know. It's, uh, it's a thing that we have together. <laughs> Our little thing. Uh, 1049 <laughs> on this Friday morning with the President of Steve Show. I have a rush question for you. Um, the, in uh, in I Love You, Man, uh, they get to spend some time backstage with the three guys, um, uh, Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd. Do is that was that in the movie or was that outtakes? It's outtakes. Okay. It's, they did it later on for. I think they played it at a Rush show at at their I think you're right. one of their concert tours. Um, yeah, it's great because it takes place later because they've grown out their beards. Okay, they said they grew their show beards. <laughs> they were talking about the pronunciation of Neil Peart's last yeah. name and yeah, yeah. Peart, pa- Peart. <laughs> and for forever, I called him Pert. I called yeah. him Neil Pert. Everyone did until I heard him say it himself. It's Peart, P A R T, but everybody mispronounced Peart. It's pa- Peart. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure that's how you pronounce it? Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it's me. Uh, today has Peart. been a Fun Friday morning, right, Pierre? Pierre, Pierre. Uh, I would like to thank Ted Alexander. Hey, hey, stopping by this morning. Ted is playing Healing Comedy Club tonight. Tomorrow, he's just the nicest guy, and he's hilarious. Uh, so go see him if you get a chance. He loves being in town. Um, and that was our only guest. Other than that, thank you to uh, you for being a part of the program today. Pierre Robert is in. Last night was at the uh, Hall of Fame Radio Hall of Fame induction ceremony for our good friend John DeBella. And I didn't, uh, before each inductee, there was a film of some notable person inducting that person. And John was the last of the seven inductees. Uh, and the screen uh, uh, appeared. And it was Preston and Steve doing the induction. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Steve said you guys did a little something, but I didn't know you were the actual inductees. I thought we'd be like one of, uh, I didn't know, you know, and and, and uh, I, I, now I, I feel we probably should have dressed up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be like a montage yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but it was just the two of us. But it was, <laughs> it was sincere. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think you were had. standing right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. Very well done. Very well said. Very well spoken. And uh, it was a cool intro to the whole thing. Nice. Did John uh, enjoy it? John had a great time. Awesome. Uh, and you know, all these cool people were there. And it was too late for us, man. I, I, oh, Bill no. was saying that you guys didn't get back till midnight, and I would love to have been there for his special night, but we we had to work today, and it would have just killed us. Um, I, you know, I'm pretty selfish of you, but other than that, I know. <laughs> well, it's revenge because John didn't come out to ours. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't come to Chicago. No, um, no um, it's a com- completely understood. He completely understood. I mean, he was a little overwhelmed. He had a lot of his family at the table at his table. Well, he, he, as with you, and regardless of what you say, your ass is getting in there by you know, <laughs> and that's just a massive oversight. But uh, but John, of course, his legend is 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 well deserved. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there were some cool people. Pat St. John, legendary New York City DJ, was with uh, our sister station uh, for many years, WNEW, got inducted. PLJ as well in New York for yes. the longest time. Yes, yeah. Bill said uh, that he really didn't have much to say. Yeah, that was fascinating. I, I was inspired because little music comes on after about five minutes, which means you're, you're, it's your wrap-up. But unlike the Academy Awards where the orchestra swells yeah. to the point where the person can't be heard, just little music in the background, and he just barreled 
sailed right through it. Right. Just like I would. <laughs> and um, he went on an, at least another five minutes. Uh, I, some of the people at the tables were taking out clocks, time clocks, <laughs> and, and putting timers on different people. And invariably, there's a three or four that went long. Um, Shadow Stevens, the, legendary Shadow uh, yeah. DJ. And announcer. Top 40 host yeah. and all that. He was uh, inducted. Yep. And Nina... Totenberg from NPR. I'm a huge uh, National Public Radio fan and fan of the their new show, All Things Considered, and she's a Supreme Court reporter. Nina Totenberg was was in the midst of it, and all I could think of was one of the NPR fundraisers where they were selling Nita, Nina Toten bags <laughs> that, yeah, that she actually had agreed to do. Just That's to, a great uh, idea. Yeah, and uh, I I got a picture with her. It was really exciting, and I said, I remember the Nina Toten bags, and she goes, Do you? Know, we did very well for NPR raising money on those Nina Toten bags. Just the goofy things oh, you remember. Oh, you work at the station where they did the six jars of farts. <laughs> <laughs> very NPR-like material. <laughs> and uh, I, I asked if I could, if, if she, if I could get a tour of NPR in Washington. She said no, no. Yeah. and moved on. Security, security, please <laughs> get this homeless man away from me. And <laughs> you ate, you ate my bread, did yeah. you? Could I have another slice, Nina? Are you going to finish that wine? <laughs> I, I snuck into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame one time, and when it was still in ballrooms, and I I, I did that, and I snuck into this table, and I started grabbing people's <laughs> stuff, and I go, "Can I get some wine over here?" <laughs> it was great. More on that yeah. another time. <laughs> you you got to go big. All right, go big or go home. Excellent. All right. Well, before you go big, can we get a letter from you? Yo. I. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. S as in Saturday. All right. And we now have a word. And we'll take the seventh caller. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you happen to know our word of the week. Because we got a very solid prize to give to you if you do. So give us a call right now. Uh, with this beautiful Friday laid out before you, what you got today in store? Got Green Day tickets again. We yeah. had them yesterday. Uh, and uh, had a great fun playing, by the way, as you said I would yesterday, the entire Beatles song and the new Green Day song. Uh, uh, um, a couple of hours apart, but we we got to them. So we'll get to both of those today, nice. too. But uh, the Green Day tickets we'll have uh, for the show next summer. And um, then we have uh, a big block of the Hooters because tonight and tomorrow are their end of tour uh annual shows at the Keswick Theater. That's ah, awesome. fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I just had a really nice conversation yesterday with Rob Hyman. Uh, he was in the studio with Dave Wasikinen and uh, they agreed uh, Davey and Rob and Eric Bazillion are going to come to camp out in a couple oh, weeks. Oh, sweet. They're going to do a sort of a, a pared down acoustic performance. The whole band, I think, is a, a bit scattered in a couple of weeks, but uh, Rob, Eric Bazillion, and uh, David Wasikinen are going to be at camp out on Wednesday morning. So uh, oh, a lot nice. of viewers, and Rob is just, I mean, they all are, but they're just the nicest guys. You it's, know, it, it's, it's so cool to have them be a part of this. Such a good show. I mean, there's, you, you know, song after song after song, and they present it so well. They're really like craftsmen. Yeah. You know, you've had them in here before. And Nick, did you know that they are, I don't know which members, but a few members are on the new Eagles Christmas album? No. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was Excellent. reading. You know, I think that was recorded at Rob's studio. Was Rob Hyman's studio, okay. I think, now that I come to think of that. That was last year, wasn't it? Well, or so it- they released one last year. They have a new one. Okay. This year. Okay. Um, and uh, the proceeds 
proceeds are going to go towards uh, the Children's Hospital, and there's another one I can't remember the uh, the other uh, beneficiary of the, of the proceeds. Uh, and well, on their new album, Rocking and Swing, which came out around Memorial Day, uh, there's a song from the '80s, Pete Rose, uh, all about uh, Pete Rose, and, <laughs> and it's mostly it's an instrumental, and they just keep yelling Pete Rose, um, and uh, there that anyway. There's that. <laughs> now, other things that I'll have on the program. Preston's nodding off. Um, <laughs> I will have a block of Creed. Uh, I don't know where to jump in. That's all. I'm sorry. Creed. I'm not just, a good talker. Just stay on the road with I me. I, I will uh, veer I'm off from time to time. <laughs> I'll we, jerk the wheel. <laughs> we, <laughs> we started on a freeway. We're okay. off on a little country road, but we're, we're coming back. back to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and a block of Iron Maiden because right. uh, those tickets go on all sale right. for a show 10 years from now. They should be uh, able to see landing lights. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking to men. Uh, uh, The tray table is stowed. The seat back is up. Seat belts are fastened. And uh, landing gear is down. All right. Excellent. Well, we're coming in for a safe landing, and we need to get a winner. So we have caller number seven, and it happens to be Laura. Hello there, Laura. Hello. All right, Laura, if you give us a word of the week, we give you a prize. What is it? Tools. Tool time. Yes. It is Tools, and sure enough, Laura, that Tool show, which is going to be at the Wells Fargo Center on Thursday, November 16th, is completely sold out, and you get the last four tickets. We're going to set you up with those, all right? That's awesome. Yes, thank you. Congratulations. Come and see us at the Camp Out for Hunger, because we'll be in the parking lot right there, okay? I will do. All right, excellent. Congratulations, Laura. Hang on the line. We'll get your information, and uh, we will set you up. So, uh, yeah, Camp Out for Hunger. A week from Monday. Oh my God. One week from Monday. And joining us every day? Uh, One Pierre Robert. Robert will be there, yeah. You bet. And we're doing uh, Camp Out After Dark. We have all the information about uh, food trucks and fireworks, which is Monday night. Uh, Tuesday night is movie night. We're going to be showing Step Brothers, and there's refreshments involved with that. You bring chairs and blankets. Wednesday night will be Quizzo night. We've yes. never done that before. And a flyer, a catered flyer suite to win there. And then Thursday night, we're working on this uh, on a free t-shirt night. We'll get the details on that as well. So there's stuff going on yeah, in, the day, in the evening with Pierre Aubert, with Brent Porsche, with Jackie when he's able to make it down there, too. So it's going to be a great time. We're looking forward to it. But it starts a week from Monday. We are going to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. And the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab with locations all over. Now open in King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com. Next week on the program, uh, we'll have joining us Eric LaSalle. Wow. Oh. Yeah. From, oh, my uh, God. From ER? Yeah, coming from coming to America. Oh. That's right. Solo. Solo. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, Joe DeRosa, one of our buddies, He's and great. Alonzo Baden will be hey. in the studio, too. So we have buddy. a bunch going on next week. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great, safe, enjoyable weekend, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. 
Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 